Ever wish for fuller lips? With Juvederm Lip Fillers, a licensed specialist can help you get the customized look you've been wanting. Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC can give your lips that boost of volume you've been wanting. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Yeah, welcome to Sideline Talk. I am the humble beast, Herb Lewis. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Coach Payne, the building. It's your boy, Random King, and I don't appreciate them Skittles not being shared. But, you know, it is what it is. Yo, only thing you missing. You can't give me the Skittles right now. Because the only thing I'm missing is a can of tea. I'm just saying, got the hoodie, got the Skittles. Mr. Arizona. Hey, man, we never forget. Why does it go random? Why do we always go random to start the show? That's what we do. That's what we do. You know what? You know what was random? All the free agency moves over the past week. And the teams that notoriously are quiet during free agency are the most active. Now, I don't find that to be a coincidence. They, they know something. Like, usually the Ravens, the Patriots – are relatively quiet, especially during the first week of a free agency. They'll wait around a bit, build through the draft, and then they'll start and take the pickings. Why is that? Why has it switched up this year? Yeah. Well, first of all, the Ravens only have seven draft picks. So, in, compared to the years past where they normally have between 11 and 12 or 13, they have considerably less. So... <coughs> I think they also realized that lately that really hasn't been working for them. <laughs> like just the whole wait and draft and see right. aspect of it. Um, they, they've been competitive, but you're talking about you need solid, proven players at this point in the league. And with that being said about the Ravens, I'm really impressed with what the Patriots have done um, this last week. As far as getting draft picks, getting giving away draft picks, giving away draft picks, getting solid players to, to fill in and do what they're supposed to do, and just it's just been impressive. Like you wonder why they consistently at the top of that game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why because Bill always reinvents himself. Just when you think he's going to worry about the draft, nope, I'm getting free agents too. Just like little solid role players like Lawrence Guy. Nobody's really going to be talking about Lawrence Guy pick up. Last week, but I guarantee you they're gonna be talking about it in a couple of weeks. I mm-hmm. mean, when the season starts, because he's a solid player, right. does all the dirty work. Now, whoever they have coming in there is, and the Mike linebacker is gonna be free to free up to make plays. So, I'm looking at this and like, is the Jaguars a sexier Cleveland Browns? Because <laughs> people don't mind going there and getting paid and and just still losing. 
I mean, if you on the field, you can see a chick in a bikini in the end zone while you losing. I guess. I guess, I guess that's, that's the perks it is. it is. I just hope Ezekiel is not in the end zone where the chick in you know, a pool, you know, might be titties popping out. But I about to say he can use that. I hope he is. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen on the Cowboys Jaguars game. Might be the most exciting play of the, of the game. And he bringing back the celebrations. Hey. Mm. <laughs> now I see what you're saying. The Jaguars. Every year they they spend a lot of money in free agency. Some of the moves are questionable, but it's Jacksonville. But to the Patriots, um, Allen, I asked the question. The Patriots and the Ravens are normally quiet during the first wave of free agency. Um, they'll usually wait until later in the in the summer mm-hmm. and build through the draft. Mm-hmm. Now, being as though these are two very productive franchises um, who drafts well, and this is a draft where it's very deep, why make such moves in free agency? Somebody's leaving this year, bull prediction. Either this is Brady's last ride, or this is uh, Belichick's last ride, or both. Just this year? This year. I mean, well, Brady said he had three more in him. Okay. He trying. <laughs> I hope he ain't got three more. I'm random with mine. No, he. I think this is the last ditch effort of making sure they have a dynasty one mm. more time before they go. Okay. Let's just talk about the pickups. You mentioned Lawrence Guy's underrated pickup. Um, what do you think of like the Stephon Gilmore in the secondary? I think it's a great pickup. I, I think I don't understand why Malcolm Brown's upset. Like it's because he's Butler. Malcolm Butler. I'm sorry. Who's Malcolm Brown? Oh, he be giving Brown. everybody different names. <laughs> Malcolm Brown is that defensive tackle. I think. I think he's still. Oh yeah, yeah. out of Texas. Yeah, yeah, out of Texas. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't understand why he's upset. Now you got two legit corners. Well, he won't get paid. All right, you can get paid. Not there. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess he wanted to stay there, and Uh obviously they feel like they're going in a different direction maybe. But how many more years is he on contract for? I think it's one or two maybe. Mm. I'm not sure, but they show some type of um, commitment to him by putting the first-round tender. Right. So if you want him, you got to pay a lot to get for him. Mm -hmm. So I paid 16 for him. Huh? I'm not paying 16 for him. Oh, I thought he said something else. Mm. I'm about to say the saying. door. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Like, hold up. But you said you, you would give 16 oh, for him. Oh, no, no. Like, I said I'm not. not. 16 about to be bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, this, not with all the corners that's in this draft. Why would I do that? No, nah, it's, un, it's unreal. How you feel about Ely? Coney Ely. Yeah. That's the thing right there. That's crazy. A lot of people consider Coney Ely, I want to say a draft bus, but kind of um, up and down. Not lately. <laughs> I don't I understand what, what Carolina was thinking. Now, when you think, oh, what did they get? A third, they got, they moved up a couple spots or something like that? Is mm-hmm. that all that happened? Yeah. Was, was they really just trying to get Coney Ely contract off the table? Then? I don't get it. And I don't get it either. I don't, what does Bill Belichick have on people? He just gets deals like this. It makes you wonder. Because you're depleting one team, and the champs are getting even stronger. Right. 
Like the fact that you're going to, you're going away from Dan, Danny Amendola into Brandon Cooks hmm. in that offense. Wow. They're looking for stability is what they're looking for. And Danny Amendola ain't giving. No. Why is he looking at me? He about to go left. Is he? I, uh, you know what? Just since you, you picked that up, I'm not going to leave it alone. You ain't going to go left? Nah, I ain't going to go left. <laughs> it was it was there. You <laughs> ain't going to go left, man. On the flip side, I hate to do this right now. Yeah, you about to go left. But if you're a Redskin fan, mm. what are you, like, what's your thoughts right now? I'm like, Go ahead. Me? Mm-hmm. Why me? Because you always talk about they in QB hell. So. They are in quarterback hell until they sign or trade. Um, I bought a Coleman Hasselback. Wow, that's disrespectful. What is his name? Cousins. Cousins. Tell you sign a trade Cousins to a long-term deal. I mean, sign him to a long-term deal or trade him, they in quarterback hell. Because right now he's on a lease, and that's like – you kind of like him there, but not really as <laughs> the feature quarterback. Well, And you got rid of how many picks for your first-round quarterback that you already got rid of. Mm. So, here's how I know that they don't care about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so, Pierre Garçon gone. Right. Deshaun Jackson gone. Yep. You got Jameson Crowder, who everybody agrees here that he's a very good player. He's solid. Then you got Josh Dyson, who didn't see the field at all mm-hmm. pretty much last year for some reason. And you just picked up uh, Terrell Pry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But you signed, you signed Vernon Davis back. For a three-year deal. Yeah, you signed Vernon Davis back, though. <laughs> time who out. the hell are we time trying? Time out. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yes. My time. My time. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You do realize they have... Vernon Davis, old ass, on the books longer than they have their quote unquote future quarterback. <laughs> if, if, if Kirk Cousins, I just think about that for a second. If Kirk Cousins is on this <laughs> roster, on that Washington roster, after August, I mean after April twenty sixth, there's a problem. There's no way he should be on that roster after April twenty sixth. Mm. There's no, there's no reason for them to set up what they set up going forward and have Kirk Cousins on the roster. He should be traded somewhere. I don't know, Houston. He should be in San Francisco. He should Who be somewhere else. Deal for one year though. They will re just they will resign him. If you if you bring in Kirk Cousins, you plan on resigning him long term if you're somewhere else. And who has more money than San Francisco right now? Why would you uh, San Francisco's spending like they they buying fullbacks at crackhead prices right now. I don't understand that. I guess he'll get to that later. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> they paying eight mil, almost $8 million a year for Kyle Juchek. Look, Ozzy's a genius somewhere right now. He's like, that's got to be a compensatory pick. Like, $8 million for a fullback? Did you, did you hear what he said, how he got his money? He felt like he got his money off of one play? Oh, the, the Steelers touchdown? Yeah. Okay. That well. play was money. If that's the case, then I don't look at it like that. I look at it as we got a compensatory pick off one play. <laughs> Just think about that. Because we didn't want to pay Lorenzo Neal or Vontae Leach two to three million dollars a year. And they black for thousand yard backs. And we and we giving <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk eight million dollars a year? 
<laughs> who on third and one, we ain't trusting him to, uh, to the block of a linebacker in the hole? They oh, tr- no, sir. They trust him to um, catch the ball at the backfield. Though. That's right. all they trust him for. It's He's a players. short tight end. I just don't understand it. I don't understand the logic so far. Somebody has oh, to do something. Let's, let's go back to Vernon Davis real quick. Mm-hmm. Vernon Davis was old as a whore when he signed <laughs> two years ago to Denver True. and won a ring. And he's on the book longer than your future. Yeah, that is the definition of quarterback count right there. It's kind of like they're indecisive. Um, on one hand, you want to have enough. They decided. They don't give a damn about Kirk Cousins. That's the decision right Well, I'm, I mean it for, like, um, the veterans on your team. It's like you want to have a, a respectable roster to contend, but at the same time you want to bring in the youth movement. And for people that's already on the books that's been in the league, you know, long term, they don't want to see youth movement. They want to win. Mm-hmm. Or, if you do, or, like, at least make a decision. Like, either you're in or you're out. Commit to it. Let us grow and, and build this team. You know, um, like I said, I'm pretty sure Vernon Davis won another shot at winning the ring. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Jordan Reed won and win the ring. Um, Trent Williams. Trent, Trent Williams probably put somebody in the face for a ring. Mm-hmm. But try <laughs> Right, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like they're trying to keep everybody happy, but it's not working. Anytime the the front office is messed up, it says bad about your football team. That's your foundation. Like if your foundation ain't solid in anything, it's going to crumble. crumble. And you're right. seeing it right now. You, you, the GM is being fired after what he had what was he was two games above 500 mm-hmm. in his time there. He brought in Deshaun. He brought in Pierre. He brought in Cousins. You know what I mean? He brought in Jordan Reed. Yeah, playmakers. But you just couldn't win enough. So, I don't know. It's, it's I mean, he, he got alcohol problems, so he got to go. Like, Just look at the division in the hole. See where Dallas was at last year. You see where Philly moving that, into next year. Philly moving. You see what the Giants just did. Giants I mean, are moving. Look at the risk, and you felt like they they're in the sucking hole and the get out, or they, they taking <laughs> ten steps back. It's like, what are you doing? And when everything else in the division is, they're not selling. They want to win, and they making the moves to win. Right. Redskins are like, what are you doing? Like for example, if you if your defense, if you feel like there's a running there's a running team, or Dallas is a running team, and Giants and everybody else and Eagles are making sure they want to pass the ball. Why is Dontari Poe not in your visiting squad? For who? For the Redskins. For the Skins? You need to upgrade that defensive line. He ain't no good about he ain't going there. Mm. I mean. He want to win. I wouldn't go there. He want to win. But who says you're going to win in in the Colts? (laughs) You damn sure ain't going to win in the Jacksonville. Did he sign? Nah. He's visiting. He's visiting the Falcons today. I was going to say he got Atlanta today. Okay. But then after that, you either get a visit with Oakland and you get a visit with Miami. Hey, man, he getting getting steaks. That's all it is. Let me go around here and eat and then weigh my options. Being courted, if you will. Let me say I'm not as down on Jacksonville as y'all are. You said that last year. Well, and (laughs) what's the the one constant? Blake Bortles playing horrible. When you think about it, Blake Bortles is the one that's playing Mm, horrible. That's the second constant. The one constant is the front office. It just doesn't work. They got issues. To me, it seems like they found quality players right now. Didn't they recently fire a GM or something? Possibly. Gus um, Bradley is gone. They fired Gus Bradley because Gus Bradley, they, they blame Gus Bradley for Blake Bortles' shortcomings. 
Let's just be real. They should. They really need to look at getting another quarterback. Is what they need to do. Already. Wow. They got two premier. I ain't gonna say premier. They have one premier wideout and another good number two wideout. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the the third string, fourth string wideouts they have there. They need a back. They jumped, they brought in Chris Ivory last year, who was one of the top free agent backs, thinking that it was gonna be one way. He was injured all year, so now they at a crossroads with that. Let's see how he do this year coming off an injury. They bring in Calais Campbell to uh, to go with Marks on the defense, the interior defensive line, as well as Dante Fowler on the on the edges and Yannick on Gagway on the other side. I wasn't gonna cry, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> and then you got Jalen Ramsey, and they just brought in AJ Bouye to play opposite him. Miles mm-hmm. Jack, Miles Jack. I mean, Telvin Smith, Telvin Smith. That defense is young, and with, if they can get it together and have the right system going on with that defense. Can be pretty sick when you think about it. Offensively, they need a run game and they need a solid quarterback mm. that ain't gonna make stupid plays. You sound like they needed a lot just now. No, not uh, really. To me, well, when you don't have a quarterback, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot. Shucks, but out of all the moves that was made this uh, past week, what was the most impressive? Well, what makes the most sense besides the Patriots? I think that's probably the obvious, but everything other teams. What makes the most sense? Mm-hmm. The Houston Cleveland deal. Um, Houston gets rid of that contract. Yeah, they had to get rid of a pick, for, but you got to give that GM in Houston credit for what he did. Look, all right, I messed up. Mm-hmm. This Osweiler thing ain't working out. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't working out. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get. I'm going to fix this wrong right now. It's going to cost me a second-round pick right? next year. But I'm going to fix it right now. I'm going to get rid of him, getting this money off the books, and we're good to go. And we can start fresh. Okay, that's cool. Cleveland, I got $100 million to spend. So uh, you mean tell me I can pay him $16 million in Eight. money? Eight? $18? $8. $8 million? Yeah, because they they, they, Cleveland is trying to move Osweiler um, and a future pick. And they'll pay half the salary. For this Even year. better. <laughs> they like, got wow. plenty of money. To sp- they have yeah. to spend this money. Yeah. That's just, they have to spend this money to, as far as the collective bargain agreement. So they have to spend that money. And you get a second-round pick out of the deal. It makes most sense to me. Mm-hmm. John, what you think? It's been a lot of good trades and a lot of good pickups. Um, I like what the line um, Detroit did, picking up uh, TJ Lane. And uh, what's, it, what's it called? Ricky oh, Wagner. Ricky Wagner. Signified that offensive line. Um, I like what Timmons did. He's pretty much saying he's retiring. <laughs> <laughs> he's going home to retire. That's pretty much what yeah, he I did. Yeah, I made eight mil last year. I ain't getting nowhere. Let me go to Miami and just hang it up. <laughs> um, I like what the Eagles and Alshon did. Alshon was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much baiting on, I'm betting on myself. And <clears throat> the Eagles pick up Alshon Jeffrey to be like, all right, so you talked all that all that master. You need a receiver. You got one. Let's see what you can do. Ask that man across from me how much Alshon is making this year. Fourteen million. Wow. Fourteen million could make eighteen in one year. That's well, crazy. He could have had long term stability in Minnesota, but he's like he said, he went on himself. Plus, it's a better situation in Philly than Minnesota. 
Especially really? with Teddy Bridgewater, his knee. Yeah. Down the wall. You got you go. He had Jay Cutler and the backups for his whole career. And you go into a situation where you got Carson Wentz, where you got um, an offensive mind in Doug Peterson who likes to get him the ball, who's very creative in the offense. You bring in Tory before you sign, so that's a deep threat to take off pressure from you. And then you still got Jordan Matthews running the slot. And then in the backfield, you got Darren Sproles coming out the backfield. You got Wendell Smallwood, if they keep him um, in the mix. Ryan Matthews is in the mix. It makes sense. It fits. It fits. Like, he's the missing link. Like, okay, the pressure's off me, but I can, I'm betting on myself. Let me perform and be the alpha, but I got enough help. Maybe I'll see in Minnesota what Tay sees in Jacksonville. And I agree with you. Go ahead. What, defensively? I think they are great defensively. They're young defensively. They're great defensively. They're young defensively. Um, Sam Bradford doesn't throw the ball down the field, but he also has the a deep threat of uh, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Alshon stretched the field though. That's um, one of his calling cards. Especially at six Like they already have receivers there. Only thing they don't have is a quarterback. I'm not a hundred percent sold on Carson Wentz yet. Hmm. So you're more so the safer bet for you is Sam Bradford versus Carson Wentz. That's what I just got out of that statement. The end statement. I already know what I have with Sam Bradford. I already know what I have. And I don't, I don't know what that. I have with with Carson Wentz. It I, could be worse. I damn sure don't want to settle for what I got in Sam Bradford. So it sounds but like it could be worse with Carson Wentz. All right, so so let me see. <laughs> let me see. Carson Wentz is great. So I'm trying to throw an analogy that it may fit. Um, so if you already got a million dollars, but you got the ability to make a billion, you're not going to chance it because you already have a million. That's no. basically what you're saying. No, you're, I have you're that settled. million. A million is like having Chris Redman. That's a million. You got like Chris Redman. <laughs> Look, we ain't going to do It's had Chris Redman in, in, in If he's a hundred million dollar quarterback That I can make To a billion dollar quarterback That looks good on me I can't see it If that chance of a billion I can't see Becomes 92 You still fail I think, I think Carson Wentz is just By far the better player Here's how I think he thought about it Think about it like this uh, we just lost AP. Well, AP's gone to free agency. We mm-hmm. have no run game, really, when you think about he gonna it. Be, he possibly be back. Yeah, but no. right no. now we He'll don't have back. a run game in Minnesota. No. They don't score many points. They haven't been scoring many points last year. Philly's been scoring a lot of points, when you think about it, no. with a rookie quarterback. And he struggled year. to and stretch the field. A damn mm. thing. True, but he's he's betting on himself for one year. To stop? No, he's, he's not been on his, he's look, betting he, on himself his to job, put up numbers. First of, his job isn't to stop nothing. His job is to put points on the board. That's what his job is. Correct. So, especially when you want long-term security in a system where you're familiar with Doug Peterson, it's like, oh, no, let me go ahead and, and make this happen. Let me go ahead and put up numbers um, and earn that money. If they don't stop nobody, oh, well, that means I'm on the field more. Hmm. 
passing the ball more. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So. I mean, yeah, it does kind of work for him. Yeah. But I thought the Brandon Marshall to the Giants was perfect for Brandon and New York. Because, mm. well, what he wanted to do off the field with his career, Correct. he ain't got to move. He ain't got to pack the family up. Um, also, the pressure isn't on him. He's in the mentor role. Like, he's been in the mentor role off the field mm-hmm. with a lot of players. But now on the field, he can rein Odell in, teach him to be a professional off the field. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, contribute. So I still got it. There's, you can't. What you, who are you going to double in this situation? Nobody. You going to leave St- Sterling Shepard one-on-one? That worked against last year, but Sterling Shepard year two might be different than Sterling Shepard year one. Exactly. He was Especially with the threat of Brandon Marshall on the opposite side. It's different when you got Sterling Shepard, Victor Cruz, and Odell. When Instead of Odell, Brandon, it's crazy. The person that really benefited the most from that is Paul Perkins, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Now you can't stack the bat, the box, and I like Paul Perkins. I think he's going to do a great job going forward, as long as they don't hinder him in any way. I'll say. Right. Least favorite move. Least favorite move. Saffron. <laughs> Either of their moves. Whether it's signing a fullback that can't block. Or who was it they signed? It was somebody else. Pierre Garçon. No, Pierre Garçon was. Yeah. The 16th man in the first year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. 16 men in the first year for Pierre Garçon. What did he earn? Like, he's earned like $26, 28000000 million in the first two years. Mm. Wow. I can't say this is my Front least favorite move, but when I think about it, it's not really many that I didn't like as much. But the Brandon Williams signing in Baltimore. Because I'd rather have two or three players for that amount of money. Who? This year? How much time you got? Help me out. All right, let me go to my list. <laughs> um, I would rather have I would have rather have T J Lang come in and play guard. Off the injury. Off the injury, yes. Okay. We signed what's the name off the injury? Running back off the injury. I would rather have a different running back. If my running back is going to be doing performance and hazing drugs, I'd rather have a, a different feature back. I'll say that. I would rather have Rick, Rick Wagner because we still had two, maybe three players that can fill the role of Brandon Williams on our roster already. Um, based on what I wanted to do in the draft, I don't want to uh, bring certain people here. So you already know how that, that works out. But – I would rather have A.J. Boyer here, to be honest with you. I'd rather spend that money on him to go across from Jimmy. I just would. Mm-hmm. I got I got two other guys on the roster that I can do what Brandon Williams doing. Like you said, we paying him all that $54 million for three sacks. Career. Yeah, but he keeps C.J. clean. He kept Zach all clean. I'm pretty sure Wendell he Pierce. Kept, he kept. Carl Davis can do it too. 
He said Wendell Pierce. Yeah. Why I keep calling him yeah. Wendell Pierce? I don't know. What is his name? I don't know. Michael Pierce. Michael. I don't know. <laughs> Who's Wendell Pierce? He's murdering names, boy. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Wendell Pierce from the Wire. That's right. saying he from the Wire. <laughs> he watched, that's right. He watched, he watched Bunk every day before he come in here. <laughs> like, yo, Wendell Pierce. Yo, Michael Pierce will be Wendell Pierce for like forever. You got to make some plays. You can get Michael. No, that's Zacharias. Let's go through a couple shop and stop it. If you agree with what's going on, you're shopping it. And if you disagree, you're stopping it. So, first one, if you couldn't see the NBA records right now, if you didn't know who had the best record in the league, who would you say was the best team in the league, not looking at records? Right now it would be Washington. Overall, I'm talking about overall for the whole season. If you couldn't see the record just based on how everything's going, you would say Washington's the best player? I mean, no. No. I mean, it was – It's two teams. Um, it would still be the two teams that I would put in the finals, which been in the finals the last two years. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say um, before the injury to LaMarcus, I would say the Spurs, and i say Houston. Houston been putting in work. I, I still can't believe Mike D'Antoni is coaching this team. Houston actually plays defense. I was just about to ask you. Houston plays defense. Like, they're a complete team right now, especially after the trade with Lou Williams more scoring off the bench. Yeah. Golden State better get it right. So, with that being said about Houston. Actually, I take that back. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I take that back. Not Warriors. Um, Spurs. Spurs. Okay. Definitely. Spurs crazy, with that being said about Houston, do you think that Dwight leaving has a lot to do <laughs> with what's going on no. good there? No, man. It's the whole it's the whole regime. Like everything is new. He left, the coach is gone, you know. Mike D'Antoni got came into the league because he had a um a fresh take on the game. Well, yeah, he had a fresh take. Remember in the, well in the 80s, when he was the assistant, I think for Milwaukee or Denver, they had the running gun pace. Denver was scoring like 140 a night with Alex English and, and Fat Labor and them. He goes away from it. He comes to Phoenix, seven seconds or less, and they go off. So he come go to L.A., he bombs, stay away for a little bit. What do he do? He do the impossible. James Harden will put the ball in your hands. What? You're going to be the point guard. You're going to run the show. Obviously, you're the best scorer on the court, 99 out, but you're responsible of getting everybody else involved. That little adjustment with his system is amazing because now it's like you got a guy who who can pass the ball, who has great court vision, but nobody brought it out of him, but just because he's an exceptional scorer. You got him doing a little bit of everything, and at the same time, you're surrounded by shooters, who can also play defense, and bigs that can stretch the floor and, and play defense. Okay. Um. Next chapter to stop it. Uh, we kind of went over a little bit, but I'll go over it again. Stock up and stop down on three NFL teams after the first week of free agency. Whose stock uh, went up? You can name three teams and whose stock went down three teams. Mm. Stock up, New England. Stock down, San Fran. <laughs> 
Stock he up. Hate that juice check. Yeah, that's crazy. He hate that side of him. That's terrible. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, that's terrible. And they still don't have a quarterback. And taking the stand this year. Uh, that was uh, no comment. Yeah. No. So that's stock up, stock down. Um, we got four more. <laughs> That's all I got right now. Oh, right <laughs> uh, let's see. Stock up, New England. I say Baltimore. I'll say um, Green Bay. Stock down. Mm. I'll say the teams that's inactive. Oh, that was that was hurt. Carolina is down, I think. Let, everybody that made a trade with Philly, uh, with New England, their <laughs> stock is down. Yeah. You trade away quality players for picks, your stock is down. All right, I'm gonna go. Obviously, New England. I'm gonna go Cleveland. Um, stock up. Stock up. Yeah. What did you see? What they did with the offensive line? Um, I'm going Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the I mean, picks they accumulated. You only gotta get two wins to be stock up. So the, Ken, the Kenny Britt, the Kenny Britt <laughs> signing that was a good signing, but mm-hmm. they they signed Joe Batoni, Batono, whatever his name is, Tino, to the <laughs> to a long term deal. <laughs> Kevin Zeitler, yeah. and they got uh, what was the they got another guard? Too, then O'Leary, then Ron, Ron O'Leary, Ron from, O'Leary uh, they got him too. Dallas, and not to mention all the picks they got. So okay. I'm saying stock up. Got- I, my third stock up is going to be Baltimore slash. Philadelphia. Uh, yes. I like what Philadelphia did. They really ain't did nothing really defensively to me. But Baltimore has done pretty much everything they needed to do defensively to stay relevant, even though I don't love the – what's the name pick? The Brandon Williams signing. But Baltimore has made a lot of signs. Philly is smart because they – well, for me, it's smart because I know they're going corner in the first round. That's, what that's the focus. Because oh, everything he, else, he's not on the same page as us. Philly is going corner gotta, in the first he, round. Yeah, let them go corner in the first round. You, right, they go going corner at fourteen. Listen, they going corner at fourteen. Oh, sixteen is Cam Robinson, like you said. All right. Well, we ain't finna sit here and do. Let's throw that in the atmosphere. Sixteen is Cam Robinson. No, sir. That's what we can't do. I'm just letting you know right now, so we don't get kicked out of Philly. You stand next to him. Sixteen is Cam Robinson. I promise you, sixteen is Cam Robinson. No, it ain't. Stock down. I promise I'm you. To, I'm going to change the subject. We, we, I, can't <laughs> I can't even address Stock that. Stock down is... Okay. I'll say Seattle. Stock down, to me, Seattle. They had a lot of holes defensively, to me. Um, Where? Uh, Teach corner, me. Corner. All right. Who's that second corner? Uh, obviously, they got the Jeez, what's name coming off that big major that. injury. They got uh, the safety coming off the major injury. Um, then you got offensive line. I thought they would be more active with the offensive lineman that was out there. Uh, the offensive lineman really that good that's out there. I thought Kevin Zeitler was a good, probably the best pickup. I thought. You named one person they that, 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 that they between got, more than one team is going to fight over. I thought they should have. Well, Okung, I thought Okung should have been picked up. In their scheme, they already have one of them. They Pick him back up. Them. Pick him back up. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> You obviously we already, we already established I'm bad with names. <laughs> oh, <God. Yeah. laughs> 
Oh, okay. We co sign over there. Okay. <laughs> How about y'all just say it like this because you're afraid to say it. When it comes to stock down, you know that's my squad. The Steelers lost a lot. You don't let Lawrence Simmons go. I wasn't going to say it. Go. <laughs> oh, I say it. Still, I, no, Still no, no, no! I, I was going to just save a little separate segment for them, just to be like, you know what? They just, it's just, it's just not a good day to be a Steelers fan right now. When is it ever a good day to be a Steelers fan? Uh, hey, and from years nineteen, oh, what's that? Nineteen seventy. <laughs> the seventies was a good time to be a Steelers fan. I guess Christmas Day was a good time. I don't know, man. But whatever. Finally. Finally. About, about time. <laughs> Good point. But then we resign Landry Jones. Yeah, the sailors has it. He's so. But Landry Jones. Yep. <laughs> Hold up, sailors. <laughs> Stupid. Sailors, what? Jones, what they do? They locked up. They locked up AB. Yeah. Please, so. Lord, let Landry Jones be there. Keep me in the future. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh my God. Next year, but DB's getting paid. They got. We got. Uh, um, Tinder, right? Tag. Mm, yeah, you got a tag. Oh, let him get another injury. I don't think they're gonna take, pay him. Dude, I'll take like this. I I take Romo over Landry Jones. <laughs> I'm talk, take Romo over Landry Jones. No, I'm talking about in the in the ambulance, Romo. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Last one. Not bad, John. Out of the top four top out of the four top C's in the NCAA bracket, who has the best chance of being upset? All of them. Gonzaga. I'm about to say you got Villanova, Gonzaga, um, Kansas, and North Carolina. You said upset in the first round? Upset, period. The first person to be upset. Oh, yeah, Gonzaga. North Carolina. Actually, no. I'm about to say on here. North Carolina. Well, actually, I got Villanova and UNC getting put out the same round. I wouldn't even call it an upset, but North Carolina, I don't see them going the distance. Forget just that the South alone. You got Kentucky. You got UCLA. You got Cincinnati. Um, Arkansas is no walkthrough. Or Minnesota. Butler always killed people, you know. Ruin people dreams. Even Wichita State doesn't sleep around this time of year, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go that route. We'll say say the Tar Heels. Okay. Even though they starting to like click at the right time, besides playing against Duke, yeah, they gave it's, all right. oh, it's all right. It's all right. They was mad at the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, they was just talking about ten. Yeah, about thirteen at the half. Yo, it was so funny. I'm at work. I look at my phone. Everybody on sideline talk, yeah, Tar Heels, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, oh, all right. About 40 minutes later, <laughs> you hear crickets. <laughs> you see the wheat tumbleweeds <laughs> roll through. And then here come the Duke fans. So right. I was like, oh, my gosh. Hurt. It's fine. Carolina oh, ain't said nothing since. Uncle Momentum. Somebody check on Roll and see if he all right. <laughs> Yeah, See Roman jump on the ledge. Right. Let's see these. Let's look at these brackets. Yes, sir. Let's look at these brackets. Let's look at these brackets. This should be fun. 
I know Warren Buffett is probably the happiest man right now. Cause you know Warren Buffett does a challenge every year. Um, actually, for the last maybe two years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever has the perfect bracket, Warren Buffett will give them a billion dollars. Really? If you have a perfect bracket, so he know that's impossible. <laughs> Mm. This year it seemed like the odds would be, you know, extremely ri- ridiculous. Let's start. So the top four seeds: Villanova, Kansas, Gonzaga, Carolina. It's rolling. I heard that. Matter of fact, before we, this one might take a minute. Before we do that. Lonzo Ball, because we got a lot to talk about. Lonzo Ball, his pops, LeVar Ball, is notoriously on TV. Every chance he get, he's promoting his son. He get, he got a lot of uh, negative publicity. Maybe was was it a week or two ago? This guy, <laughs> because he made a statement that my son is better than Steph Curry right now. And then he backed it when given the opportunity to go on um, Skip and Shannon. And he said it again. And he debated it. Oh, my son is better than Steph Curry. I found it interesting that a lot of people, different, everybody had a different take on it. So what I heard lately has been, been interesting. So as... We got what one, two, three, three fathers, four, five, six. We got a lot of fathers in here. If you're Lavar Ball, how would you handle the situation? Would you do the same thing? Um, I would not. I would handle the situation. I would. I don't have a problem with him feeling that way. I really don't. I don't have a problem with him feeling that way if he's asked about it. But to just parade that around and just to continuously go out of his way to make it known that he's saying his son is better than this and this and that, it's, how do I put this? It's putting a lot of pressure on his son. He's like, oh, we don't do pressure, it's just a game. Yeah, that's that's easy to say until the pressure's on. Well, next year the pressure's going to be on when he's in the league. Mm-hmm. And we're really going to see how who he really is. Um, his son's a good player, but at the same time, I don't know if he's Steph Curry. So I don't agree with him. I'm not mad at him for saying it. You're supposed to have confidence in your son. The way his son confidence is. If I'm Lonzo Ball and I feel like my father feel, well, guess what? I'm saying it to you. I'm better than Steph Curry. What you got to say? If he said it, I wouldn't have a problem with it. He light skin. I don't care. <laughs> Yo, I was on the bet that was man. man, I got braid you. Get you some money. Oh man, like as a, like I'm, I'm with Tay. As a father, I wouldn't go parading around about it. You're supposed to be confident in your own kids, but at the same token, now you might have sparked a fire and stuff. This man might be going out shooting three thousand jumpers a day in the all season just for this moment when he play your son. Uh, he gonna try to fry him for any as soon as he step past half court, and, with, and let's just say because we know it's possible, 
Steph go out and light ball up for 50 in a game. Mm-hmm. Then what? <laughs> How would you feel as, as his father? Undisputed. <laughs> Not undisputed either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have zero issue with the whole matter. And I understand what y'all, what y'all saying. But being a high school athlete of Lonzo uh, um, Ball talent, you got pressure already. Like, he was the number one point guard, period, in high school. UCLA hasn't been relevant in, since since when? They was relevant, but they weren't like where they're they at now. And Kareem and exactly, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, and then and then they fell off the map after that. Yeah, Lonzo Ball has the responsibility of putting one of the most storied um, schools programs on the map. We talking about as many considered the greatest basketball coach in John Wood and his legacy is UCLA. He put them back on the map. UCLA is must see TV now because of it. Now. The fact that his father said his son is better is genius to me because he knows the work that his son's put in. Like, like I seen the, the sports in the feature, and he said he had a plan from day one. I married me an athletic wife. We have three boys. They're going to be the best in high school. They're going to be the best in college. They're going to be the best in the league. Period. <laughs> Was that premature um, um, rape? <laughs> Did you hear what you just said? Hey man, he, he was gonna find himself an athletic woman, and it was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ruin her, and I'm gonna get her three boys. I ain't out hear of that. Her. I ain't hear that, man. I, I tell you, you heard I see, that. I heard him speaking into existence. That's all it is. Murder, rape. Yeah. You say, you say the same about Ed Cat and McCaffrey like that? Him and his three kids between Christian and his two boys? Why did Duke get another one going to Michigan as a QB? Wow. No, because she, 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 she was offered off to him from her father. That's what that was. Mm. What is this, Africa? <laughs> <laughs> what is... What's going on? But no, in all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, Lonzo Ball got the talent. Like, on court ability... What he what he does well, he can be better than Steph Curry. He's a better he's better at passing the ball. Right now he's a better floor general than Steph. Ball handler, we don't know. Well let's take it back to this though now. This just to start arguing with it. Remember when back in the day about what, eight years ago when they was pumping out all the Monte Ellis commercials? When mm-hmm. they won and all. Mm-hmm. They built him up so high. Mm-hmm. Monte you seen the flashes of it, but he never got to be as consistent as they wanted him to be, like when he was doing in, in high school and stuff. Right. But with Monte Ellis is is different. You got a high school phenom who went straight to the league, who is undersized, and he came in during the time where mm-hmm. you're transitioning from the smaller point guards to the bigger athletic guys. Long as the ball is what six five, six six. Yeah. That can handle the ball. He got court vision like Jason Kidd. And he can shoot it. And he plays defense. Like, if if it wasn't for his father running his mouth, he probably would have so much more positivity to his name. Take could do all that at this height, but he ain't get drafted. 
That's a lot. That's a lot. Tay could not handle the ball. Right? But no, I'm just saying from like And take defensive skills definitely lacking now. We tried in Baltimore Social it ain't work. No. So. Stupid. <laughs> Plus I think um the point of him putting it out there is to promote the brand. True. Like they have a family brand. What's it called? Ball what's it? Mm-hmm. Ball something big ballers brand. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they get money. The only way to to make more money is to promote yourself. If you study promote yourself, oh, my son is better than Steph. Oh, really? Hmm. And when he, every time you interview, you see the three Bs. You know what I mean? Well, you see the three. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're promoting it. His son will go, what, top two? Because he ain't getting past two. He's going top two with his own brand. And then Nike and everybody going to try to come get him. Wow. It's genius. You got your son making money. You got your son focused. He's putting in the work. You're not forcing him to work hard. He's working hard. He's at a uh, at one of the top schools. Come on, man. This, 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 this is, is beautiful. All fathers want. Yeah. This is beautiful. Uh, I wonder how I say that. Because Magic ain't got the sons that he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh-huh. gosh. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> 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 Hold up, yo. Hold up, yo. Where did you have to say that? You about to make me find somebody from a whole team. Where's the no? How magic get in this? Hold on. Right, where magic come from? What was your question? They just said magic something in our purses. That's all. What was your question? Magic swap me. Why you was mad? And you said you said the answer was. Oh no, I'm not mad. I just I'm not a father, so I don't have a father. You said for all the fathers in the room, I'm not a father, so. It wasn't the need of me answering that question from that perspective. So and, and now from the outside looking in perspective, I feel like it's an unwarranted target on being painted on his back. Now again, he has the skills to back up, you know what his father claims, and he's going to get the chance to do so. Mm-hmm. Now, if he actually relies on his God-given talent and just be pretty much where he is now as a finished product, then no, it's, it's not going to work. He has to work hard and continue his working ethic to be number one. You know, Most of it is going to be on, because he has the God-given skills. So a lot of it, any work, and the level of what he's going to reach is going to be based on how hard he's working. Sidney Jones hurt himself at the pro day. Oh my God. Torn Achilles. He will make somebody very happy on day three. Maybe day three. two. Ooh. Well, first, second and third round is, day, is on day three. Day, day three now? No, third round is day three. No, second and third is day two. Okay. And then four, five, whatever is day four, five, three. six, seven is deep. Okay, I'll say around pick ninety eight. Um, is that third? Day one, day two. Ninety eight, not ninety nine. We ninety nine. I think so. Yeah, ninety nine. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the second, third round pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Just throwing that out there. 
Just throwing that out. Says the guy who don't like Sidney Jones. Right. <laughs> at pick 99. You don't like him at 16. Hey, Sidney. <laughs> <laughs> at 16 is no, but yeah, at 99. 16 is no. Uh, I bring it up because um, I got um, want to ask how important is the pro day? Like, is it important for you to do both? To do both? Like, if you're meeting with teams at the combine where you're doing all the drills, you know what I mean? You're even doing on on field drills right there with everybody else. Why is it necessary? To even do anything at the pro bo- the, your pro day, this gonna be a crazy answer, very crazy. If your job is dependent on someone else, i.e., wide receiver, i.e., running back, that familiarity that you have with your quarterback, with your line that's working out, all of that makes you look better because your quarterback already knows how to throw the ball to you. You know your your line knows how you. You know, that you're one back or one cut back or whatever, whatever. But as far as a corner, I don't see how that would actually help you other than just being an addition to your uh, your combine, just to make sure your combine is in the flute. Let me say this. If I'm Obi Malafonwu from um, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and I had the um, combine I had, I'm not working out at all mm-hmm. again. If I'm John Ross, I'm not working out at all again. Yeah, did I he work out? He, he ran, ran a forty. 40. He, he worked out. He, he ran uh, routes. He didn't do the forty again, right? But he did everything else. I probably program. wouldn't even run routes. To be honest with you, I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt, <laughs> flat out. If I'm ha- if if I'm uh, what's his name, Miles Garrett, I ain't doing nothing else. What I got to do? Mm-hmm. I done proved everything I need to prove to you at this combine. Everybody right. was here. Ain't no right. point of me going out here and risking injury. Sidney Jones, thought of as the number one cornerback in the in the draft. Coming out of the combine, I'm done. Yeah. What, I, what else do I need to prove? You didn't interview me then. You want to interview me at the combine? Exactly. Cool. But you what ain't doing is nothing physical. Pause. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> hey, Joe, because you got the best experience with that. Being at the combine, you was a pro day. And how does it translate? How does that help with the pro day and all? I mean, the, the combine versus a pro day are two completely different things because combine you're throwing with guys you're not used to throwing with. Um, pro day, as a quarterback, you should theoretically be able to throw with your eyes closed because it's a pre-rehearsed practice that you've done a hundred times with your guys leading up to the pro day. Um, combine is going to be a little different. You're throwing to new guys, different speeds. They come out of their breaks differently. Uh, different height guys, so yeah, I mean it's it's a different animal. But you know, for guys that that weren't top flight, you know, I could just speak from a quarterback standpoint at at the combine that got invited as a thrower. It's an opportunity to turn ahead or two. Mm-hmm. So, John, what you think? Mm-hmm. You sure you want to give me the mic? <laughs> What was the question again? I was doing a video. Uh-huh. <laughs> if in Sidney Jones' case he got hurt at the pro day, why would one who had a successful combine go behind and do a, a pro day as well? I personally believe there's some people believe that uh, they can have a better combine at that pro day. 
They feel like that 40 time can be better. They feel like that drills can be better. It's just a a more chance to get your your um spot up a little bit more than what it is. I mean, Grant, like you said, you had a good NFL combine, but <clears throat> you feel like it, it's just a, sl- a slither of a chance that you can move up in the draft. That's about it. I mean, other than that, Sidney Jones is weak as a whole. Oh. Well, first of all, let me. Wait, wait, why he, why is he weak? Did you see the drill that he fell? Nah, I ain't watching it. It looked like Calvin Benjamin. It was like he didn't do anything. He just jabbed and he fell. Well, that's worse, fact, he man. He looked like homie off of the Cavaliers. That's he was in for worst. like 30 seconds. Andrew Bogan? Yeah, Andrew Bogan. He like, he just, <laughs> wait a minute. He was like, what you just do? I, I had to rewind it like 30 times, like when Chris Stevens got knocked out. I was like, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. what, you, what just did, what just happened? Well, I didn't have Sidney Jones in my top five cornerbacks anyway. So I wasn't really worried about the, the whole Sidney Jones aspect of it. He's still not a top five corner in this draft to me. Mm. So. It's because you're biased. I'm not biased. I just think other people are better. What if he went to the U? He still wouldn't be a t- There's plenty of corners. Corn oh, Elder is in the, in the draft. Mercy. Just make sure. Corn Elder in the draft. Guess Lord what? have mercy. He ain't the top 10 corner. He ain't the top 15 corner. <laughs> in is draft. he a corner? In this draft? Well, he's safety. They might. I put him at safety. I'm about to say, he's just more of a safety mm-hmm. in this draft than a corner anyway. Right. We got some special guests in the building. The Arbutus Thundercats are here. Uh, we have Julius, Sly, Nate, Marvin, and Joe. All right. So these guys are from this is the. Crazy. M-I-F-L um, mm. The second second year in this league um, They were champions of the B-I-F-L Once upon a time Yeah, And these guys These guys play some football they, they know what they're doing out there um, So first off, welcome to the sideline Most definitely Thank you. Um, how, how is this year, the finish this year, projected, uh, as far as championship or bust this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I, I feel like if you're playing a game, that's, that's always your goal, you know, at the end of the season, there's only going to be one team that's happy, and that's the one that wins it. So last year we came up just short at the end, and we weren't happy. So we've gone out and, you know, retooled a little bit. We still have our main core guys. We brought in a handful of impact rookies that we feel like are going to add to the squad a lot. A couple of them are here today uh, that, uh, you know, we feel like are going to help get us back to that mountaintop where we want to be. Most definitely. Now, a lot of people who are familiar with Silent Talk, we recognize the voices. We recognize Joe, recognize Julius over here, who's never shy from a mic. Um, before we get the rookie some love, Sly Boogie was shut down in the BIFL. I thought. Except I, when they played us. And we and you know what? And we shut and we shut him out. You know what? Teammates fault. He called us old. Hey, hey, man. 
in, in his defense, he tried to make every play possible. He did. He did. <laughs> like, he was yo. Defense. Right. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I love Sly to death. And I love Sly to death. But there, is not a, there are not many practices that go by that we don't remind him that he was on the wrong end of a 56 nothing <laughs> shutout in a football. I made a meme of the score at halftime. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely did. Yeah, he definitely Sly, did. Sly brings a lot to the team. Most definitely. Man, talk about the transition. What made the switch? Um, basically, I was just, when I first got into the uh, arena game, it was more so just, I was just playing for fun. Um, and basically just was playing for fun. Um, and then after I played uh, that one year with uh, Parkville, um, Coach Butch and a couple of the guys from TC asked me, you know, did I want to play? Um, and they wanted me to join the team. And, you know, kind of like that family vibe, and I felt it um, with them. Definitely just jumped on board. Um, just my first season. After the first season, I was just kind of like just trying to find myself, just see if they was comfortable with how I play, and I was just just fit in for real. So um, this year, I'm just looking forward to have a real good breakout year. Um, just to help my team and just come up with this chip. Um, other than that, see you. Have a good time. Play football. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he mentioned family vibe. Now, last year, you got up until last year, you guys were undefeated, never lost, right? Yeah. So it was one game last year. I can't remember who you guys were playing against. Um, it, I know it was cold as a whore. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them early games were cold as a whore. Yeah, it was cold as a whore. And I'm like, wait a minute, they need some sides, these or something. But um, you guys lost that game. Um, Eagles. I think it was the yeah, Eagles. It was the Eagles. I think it, it was, was that by one point. We beat them two weeks later. We lost them right. by one point. So, I wanted to ask y'all about that loss. Because during that loss, yeah. I'm going to keep it real, y'all was on the sidelines kind of imploding a little bit, talking about each other, offense, talking about defense, defense, talking about offense. What did y'all learn from that loss, and how did it help y'all to come back, like you said, two weeks later and beat them? It was a loss that we needed last year. It was a must-have because we were in a championship hangover. We were – Performing as if it was still the PIFL. We could just walk through the competition. We needed that rude awakening for us. And with that loss came, like you said, a lot of negativity on the sidelines. But at the same token, that week in practice, we had to sit down at the field under the lights, more so a screw practice ordeal. Let's get this family right ordeal. That got us back focused for us to be able to run that table. And we did face... Other circumstances, like when we played the Eagles again, it was a tight game, but we pulled that out in the second half. And then when you see how tight the family really is, the game before the championship against Steel City, bro, we couldn't have started off no worse. Fumbles everywhere, uh, just making bad mistakes. We weren't playing our style of ball whatsoever. We were not us in the first half. In the second half, we were able to culminate and bring it together as one. And then the biggest play that happened for us, yeah, there was an interception, but – Ray, fumble. Oh, fumble, that's right, fumble. Ray McCarter ran the dude all the way back down by the three-yard line and made him fumble. Literally saved our season on some, I hate to say it like this for you, Tate, but you got to take it. Bust fumbling that ball and Ben saving my boy's butts against the coach that year. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't a shot. It was, that's just what happened. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. A fumble forcing another fumble. Then when we got to the championship game, we were right there. And, like, y'all asked us, Championship a bus? Honestly, there is no bus. It's only championship only for us. We have the talent. We got the players. We have the knowledge. 
All we just got to do is put it all together on the field and not look at anybody and uh, and underestimate them. Mm-hmm. We have to play our style of ball first quarter through the fourth quarter, blow them out, get them out of here, talk about them, talk about the girl. I really don't care. You know me. You didn't see me fight on the field last year. Stop the fights. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is this year we're coming in with a stronger attitude, especially with the new rookies. They are coming in with strong attitudes. They they are ready and willing to go to war, and they want to step up and be on the field, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to be on that field, which is, in turn, going to have them making plays, which helps us as veterans out. It takes us pressure off our old tails, baby. Let me save my legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, from, the offensive, uh, from the offensive standpoint, Joe, how did that loss um, get the offense together as an offensive captain? Um, you know, it just kind of like Jules said. You know, when you when you haven't lost before, it's a it's a bitter pill to have to swallow and to see how guys are going to react. And we were, quite frankly, we were pissed off, and we were looking for answers, and we were looking for answers in that exact moment. And after that happened, we were able to kind of digest it a little bit, look at film, figure out, you know, what needed to be tweaked and then just make the proper adjustments. It wasn't, you know, one, oh, my God, you know, this is the answer type of thing. It was a matter of just buckling down, and I think Jules hit the nail on the head when he said we, we kind of started to take things lightly. You know, mm-hmm. in that game, the first quarter, I think we jumped up 18 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then we just kind of put our feet up on the table like we were done because in the past we got up like that and, we could roll our helmets out on the field and beat anybody. It didn't right. matter. Pretty much. And they pushed back. And to their credit, they fought back. And we kind of went from relaxing to, oh, damn, we got to get back up again. Mm-hmm. We know? look like the Atlanta Falcons. Let's be real. <laughs> in, in a sense, yeah. I mean, you, you got to realize, and we had to realize, I think that was the awakening for us, is we had to realize we weren't good enough to take our foot off the gas. Once we figured that out, I think the last four games of the season, we won by an average of 35 points because mm. we finally found out that the tiebreaker for seeding in the playoffs was point differential. So everybody was getting that work. That's a goddamn adjustment for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got two new additions to the team. Definitely introduce yourself, positions, and school, all that good stuff. And um, family atmosphere is being mentioned a lot. Go in a little more detail. Like, what is the family atmosphere? Like, what brought you to the Thundercats? Okay. Um, I'll start off. My name is Marvin Cornish. I'm originally from California. I went to Bowie State University, graduated from there um, last year in May. Um, Congrats. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, I've been playing football all my life. Um, how I got to the Thundercats, I actually went to the Washington Valor tryout. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually got scouted by uh, Ray McCarter. Mr. Six. Is, yeah, Mr. Six. So uh, he, he, you know, came in and talked to me and my father after the tryout and was like, you know, have you ever played arena football before? You know, I played for the Thundercats and – we exchanged information, so that was true. I don't even remember really when the trial was, but um, I remember getting a text from him like late December and was like, "Hey, we got a trial coming up. Make sure you make sure you're there." 
So I'm like, all right. So you know, I was you know I was a little nervous going into the tryout. Um, after the tryout and made the tra- find out I made the training camp. As soon as I got the training camp, the atmosphere was just like all family. I could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was about work. From the moment I stepped on the field, from you know tryout to training camp to past training camp, now practices. Um, you know, everybody's about getting better. Um, and I think. The competition, the competition level is very high. Uh, we make sure that we push each other to the limit because uh, we want, you know, we want to be the best. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, when I joined the team, I didn't really know about the, the championship loss. Mm. And now that I'm on the team, I kind of take that loss personal. And I didn't even play last year, wow. so you know, the way I'm taking it, I'm taking it the same way as you know all the vets are taking it. You know, with me being a rookie. Um, playing receiver, this is my first time playing arena ball, but at the same time, you know, there's one goal that I have, and it's the same same goal as the team is getting to the chip and winning the chip. Um, so, you know, I'm just I'm just as hungry as everybody else right now. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Nathaniel Clayton. Uh, I started playing football at City College High School. Um, I don't have as extensive as a background, but I went to Maryland after that for a little bit, about a Less than a year. Then I went to Morgan State for about two years. And then uh, after that, uh, I started playing semi-pro for the Arbutus Big Red. We won our first championship my first year, 2009. Mm. Uh, actually, then 2010, I had a knee injury, so I had to have surgery. Um, after that, it's been about seven years. Wow. And uh, my, my friend, uh, Ron McGowan, MMA fighter, also the defensive nose tackle. Yeah. And nose and He's a beast. Right. So uh, he told me, just come on now. You know, see what you can do. I was like, well, you know, it's been a while. He was like, just come out anyway. Came out, met, met the guys, you know, went through the tryouts. Ever since then, it's been nothing but love and family. They've been helping, pushing me, making sure I'm getting through. Right. Um, if I need anything, they're there for you. So, I mean, I really don't have anything bad to say. I haven't experienced the, the actual type of competition here, but based off the team that I've been around, I don't right. think there's nothing that we can't do. Most definitely. What position? Uh, I play offensive line, uh, center, guard, anywhere they need me. Everything. So Joe's but happy. Everything. So Joe's extremely happy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, like, yes. Yeah, Shout out to Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, yeah well, Ryan, uh, I, th- I think Ryan did that for two reasons. One, that he knew Nate is a quality player with, mm-hmm. you know, Division One experience, being at Maryland and, and Morgan. Uh, and also because we're going to be missing Ryan the first couple games probably. Okay. Uh, he's got a fight coming up. At Royal Farms Arena, April eighth. For those of y'all out there, Shogun Show fights. Gun. Check him out. That's what's up. Yeah, Royal Farms. Uh, <laughs> so we won't have him until after his fight because uh, he don't want to take a chance of getting hurt, which of course is totally understandable. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, Nate. Nate has been a great addition up front, and his versatility, being able to play center and uh, to slide over to to guard or tackle, whatever you want to call it, in the arena game is is a big plus. Also, uh, on the flip side. Marvin has been a uh, a breath of fresh air at receiver, uh, adding to an already strong receiving core. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got two of our starting receivers back in Ray McCarter and Daniel Powell. Okay. Uh, Jason Good has sort of transitioned to the coaching side of things. He is Makes uh, sense. He's handling coaching the offense. Um, we're still keeping that 82 jersey ready for him, though. So he, is, <laughs> he is still technically on the roster. <laughs> so, so right. co- Coach Good, if you're listening, you're, you're well, still man. able to come back and just play. 
Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Marvin has, has been a great addition there. We've still got, of course, uh, Chris Harrell coming back from last year. Okay. Uh, but we added Marvin and another uh, new receiver, Clayton Smith, uh, out of Howard University uh, to the lineup. But, uh, you know, what Marvin brings is, is a burst. That's, that's tough to match. Yeah. He, you know, while Ray may be our fastest receiver or our, you know, big play receiver of the past and, and future, Marvin is like blink your eyes quick off the line in and out of his breaks. And when he gets the ball in his hands, he, he wants to get, hit the end zone every damn time he touches the ball. Mm. So, you know, he'll be fun to watch. Marvin, you're doing a wonderful job by remaining humble while he big you up right now. He's just trying to, like, let me just chill. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying this right now. Right. I, 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 ain't know that's, you know, I ain't know that's how he really felt. I mean, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just humble in whatever I do. Um, you know, I, I love the game of football. Uh, I never thought that I would be right here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just being here is a humble experience. You know, I've never done this before either. So, um you know, I'm just I'm just happy to be a part of the team. You know, I was happy when I got my jersey and saw right. you know, my name on the back. I'm like, yo, I ain't never had a jersey with my name on the back. Wow. You know, not even when, you know, when I played as a kid, that yeah, during that time, like Little League, but, you know, high school, never, college, right. never. So to be playing at this level, you know, and looking forward to try to make it to another level you right. know, outside of here, you know, we got two teams right in our backyard, you know, and. My my thing is, I look at it like you know, I'm you know, I turn 28 next uh, or this Saturday actually, uh, my first game. So I'm definitely gonna show out for that. But um, I, <laughs> I, I, I look at it like you know, look at you know Steve Smith. Now my Steve Smith, absolutely not. But you know he was hungry. You know he he was hungry. He played the game how he wanted to play. He was physical. Um, and at the age that he was, you're looking at that. That's crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, me, you know, with me turning 28, my body feels like I'm like 22, 23. Yeah. I'm a physical receiver. Like he said, just don't blink. <laughs> now, you mentioned don't blink off the line. For the younger uh, players that are listening, what do you attribute that to as far as getting in and out of your break so fast and so precise? Um, I think I I just think before you can even get out of a break, it all starts at the line. Period. Um, you're gonna have those corners that's gonna try to test you. Yeah. Um, they're gonna get in your face. Sly is one of them. Sly is one of them. I had to deal with that in practice, See, so to I know. Say, I'm setting it up right now. Howard, so get Howard ready. Is another one. I'm setting it up you know right what I'm saying? now. So, but you got you got those those corners that's gonna get in your face. Um. They want to, you know, they're going to want to get physical. Um, and what I've always, you know, taught younger guys that, that either watch me play or, you know, that, that are playing and I'm, you know, go to a summer camp or something like that. Like, you know, like Coach Good says, if you can't get off the line, you don't need to be playing. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be playing X if you can't get off the line. And I take it personal if you tell me I can't get off the line because I look at Rightfully him like crazy. So. You know what I'm saying? It's only because of how physical I am. You can be as fast as you want to be, but if somebody is is more physical than you at the line, it, it don't matter how fast you are. Right. If you can't get off the line, it don't matter. So I think it, it really starts at the line. It starts with trying to get off the line, get off the ball, and then it goes into your breaks. I, um, one thing that 
I always do when, when, when I play. If, if a player, you know, if a corner's playing me, you try to jam me, you better hope you get your hands on me. Because if <laughs> not, you're going to be looking at my, my, you know, the back of my jersey. Um, if you play off me, I'm going to be on your heels. Okay. So you better get out your backpedal. Because if you don't mm. get out your backpedal, you're going to be looking at the back of my jersey. So I kind of just, you know, I take I take every game and I just take it personal. I feel like the person in front of me really thinks that he's better than me, and I take that personal. So, and I just take that into my games and, and try to get a win out of it. Most definitely. And then. <laughs> and then there was slash. And then. <laughs> so I'm hearing this get off the off the off the jam. I've seen you you you, you excel in the jam. What those practices be like? Practices just battles. Um, we battle at the line starting off. Me and Marvin all the time. Like that's that's one thing Marvin definitely bring to the team. Um, just on the rookie aspect last year, like. He we had a couple of rookie guys last year that <clears throat> kind of was on the team, but he wasn't really here. Marvin's going to actually make a big difference, to be honest. Mm. Um, he he, like you said, when I when I come up and I come to jam, I can't just be up there lollygagging because, like he said, if not, he gone. So when I come up to the line, I got to bring my best because right. I know he bring his best, and that's the only way we get better because I know it ain't too many receivers that's going to be probably better than him, better than Ray, better than Daniel. So if I know if I can cover them, or if I could get my hands on them. I'm be good when it comes to the other ten opponents. So. Right. Facts. Now, being as though you got three different dynamic receivers at the line of scrimmage, what are you looking for um, to stop them? Meaning, like they're at the line of scrimmage. Is is it they use this release? How I'm going to play them there? Like, where, for the younger ca- younger kids that's listening, like it's cornerback one on one. Where should your eyes be? How long should you be in that back pedal? If I may, I think Sly's going to have three different answers for all. Three. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm so, pretty sure he did. Yeah, so, yeah. so go ahead, explain. Explain. Sly, yes. Sly I need to stop messing around and tell me. Yeah. You got to entertain Tank because right now you're over there eating the snacks. Well, not. You, you got to explain. You got to explain what it's like to cover Ray. He's a whore right now. It's like to cover Daniel. Yeah, it is. Marvin, Chris, all of them. It's different when it comes to who you're sticking. I ain't going to really. Throw my receivers um, out there, but say you got a short, faster guy. Mm-hmm. You know, with me, I'm not too fast, but I'm not too slow. So if I know is he short, faster, his routes, his hips is gonna move a little bit more mm-hmm. than a taller receiver. Mm-hmm. So if you got that, I'm gonna back up a little bit more. But once the hips start moving, you wait for the last, the last break, the last hip movement, then you break on it. If you got a maybe a slower receiver, I'm gonna be a little bit more close. I'm gonna be a little bit more physical because I'm gonna make you run by me. Mm. That's how I play. So it depending who and what type of receiver it is. Right. The first two times they come out on that break, you see how fast it is. You see how physical it is. Then you adjust and see what you can. And one thing you got to do is you got to trust yourself. If you don't trust yourself and your skills and your talent mm-hmm. and what you can do, then you're going to always, as a cornerback, you're always going to lose. Because like Marvin's aspect, and I'm a receiver as well, mm-hmm. I feel like can't no corner play me. So if you're a cornerback and you out there – thinking or hesitating about what you can do, you're going to get beat. So with me, I'm confident. I'm physical. A lot of receivers don't like when I'm physical. I hit mm-hmm. you on the line. You coming off a of motion, I hit you slow more. I I take the contact. I like contact. So with me, this is true. 
If, God mm-hmm. likes contact, it's an understatement. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, he is. Right? Well, no, trust me, we didn't forget. Matter of fact, Slide was the only person we interviewed in the blowout. <laughs> like, yo, we don't interview the other team when they lose. We, let's find you. Let's find Joe. Let's find Jason. They got blown out. Hey, Slide, come on, man. <laughs> like, hold up. Like, he was out there making plays. It was crazy. I mean, just the. Yeah, now Sly, Sly is kind of like the. Uh, I, I changed his nickname in our group chat to Swiss Army Knife. Mm. He plays more positions than anybody on this team. He'll play receiver. He, right. he can play receiver, corner, safety, fullback, and linebacker. Wow. And he's played all those. I'm not just saying he's. Available to him. He has right. played yeah. all five of those positions <laughs> That's awesome. in games. That's awesome. Oh, def- defensive end as well? It's yeah. a speed rusher. I can give some DMs. Bruh. <laughs> you out there making plays? You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't let the fact that he looks like the number on his jersey. Thank <laughs> 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 <Bang, bang. laughs> But no, I'm telling you, Sly, I think, enjoys contact more than anybody else on the roster. He just looks for things to hit. If it's moving and it's in different color jersey, Sly's going to hit it if he can get there. This is very true. That's good to hear, man. That's awesome. You miss you, you sat out seven years. Seven years. Seven years. What was? Ooh. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the transition because you said you played. You said you played at Maryland. At Maryland, yeah. And then Morgan State as Morgan well? Morgan State was six, two years. And then now you're here. The different, the speed of the game. Where is it in, at all three levels? Well, uh, I, w- I want to say that between high school to college, everything was about the same for me. Um, I was ranked about, I think, 42nd coming out of the high school in the mm-hmm. nation as far as players go. Um, I was benching 405. Uh-oh. I was squatting 405. So. That was a good day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was about two ninety five, and I was benching four hundred five, squatting four hundred five. Mm. So, um, just the the speed, um, it, it seemed to be just about the same. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a little bit too much different. But once I got to semi pro, where everything was a little bit stronger, everybody was a little bit older. Yeah, the speed was actually a little bit different. Um, it picked up in the aspect that your your mindset had to be faster. You had to know what was being going, what was going on in the field in front of you at every time. Right. Um, from my standpoint, for the most part, most things were in front of me. Um, but as a lineman, sometimes you have to pull. So pulling across the back of the line, not you know getting in the way of the quarterback, the receiver, making sure you're kicking out that man on the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all something that you have to be able to be in your mind. You have to visualize because everybody's moving very fast. Right. Um, then once I come to arena. Everything is lightning fast. Um, the snap of the ball, the cadence, uh, knowing receive when the receivers are coming out until uh, for, uh, what's that? Down yeah, down their motions. It's a lot different. So, mm-hmm. in, in my mindset, I also have to learn the different type of style play because the rules are different. Right. So, um, playing with only three linemen is a lot different. You don't have no, you don't have that much help with you. So you're, you're kind of looking down a barrel of a gun because your quarterback is right behind you. You're you only have three people, and you have a mic that can come through at any time. So you're praying. That your your fullback is going to save him if need be. It's it's just everything's moving lightning quick. There's so much less space, and then you have walls included. This year, I think it's going to be a little fun for our defense because uh, the, the the net's going to be up right. 
Fly. Yeah. How many people you gonna put over that wall though? There's gonna be a couple bodies over there. Yeah, that'll be a change this year. Half the league won't punch me in the mouth. So <laughs> for those of y'all that came to our home games, we had those nets on the fan side of the wall mm. that kind of separated the players from the fans. Those will not be up this year. Mm. So it will be uh, catching bodies. Yeah, catch a player, you throw them back. Wow. Mm. Oh, all right. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is a I will quick. stay in the middle. Of <laughs> yeah, just to piggyback off what Nate said about this, the speed, the speed is definitely a lot different. And with me playing receiver, um, just in the tryout, I was just looking like, yo, this is, you know, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how fast, like how fast everything actually goes. Um, and, and just like, you know, just like Nate was saying, like, you got really a split second to really think. Um, and, and not to mention, the wall is something that I had to get used to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to there being so much field, and I like to thank Howard for introducing me to the wall. <laughs> that's, wow. that's 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 my new girlfriend right there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm at the wall for the first time uh, a, couple it, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it didn't have no padding on it either. Ooh. But now that you know, I, you know, I I know what it's like now. So you know, it's it's, it's cool. Um, you know, I kind of looked at it like the same thing when I was coming out of high school. You know, I, I got around, you know, bigger athletes, mm-hmm. um, athletes that were just as good as I was, um, that had all these different accolades too. Um, and I, you know, went into college like, all right, let me just get this first hit out the way by one of these linebackers or, you know, this safety over top. Once that happened, I was like, oh, I'm good now. You know what I'm saying? So same thing with the wall. I, I you know got used to it that that practice that we finally had you know at our home arena so when the season start it ain't gonna be no problem I ain't worried about it. <laughs> and we got a whole new slew of celebrations for y'all. This oh, year. hold up, hold up. Oh, First of all, Jason is coaching. So Jason is Jason coaching up like different celebrations as well. No, no, this is freelance. It's a group effort. It's a group effort. I'm not letting y'all right now. And my thigh pad, the cell phone will be in there. Stop, yo. So, Stop. when we do score, I'm going to be in that bitch like, yeah, baby, we live. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have a great value J. Cole on the team, possibly. <laughs> I did see that y'all do have a picture of Magic Johnson's son on that thing, too, as well. So, that's a little inside joke. <laughs> he showed me a picture of Magic Johnson's son. Every gang has an initiation. Yeah, I'll, I'll make this brief. We we have a, a group chat on Facebook where all the uh, all the players are in there, and we you know talk back and forth. It's a you know way we'll communicate for practices, you know coordinate all that stuff. But it kind of morphed into just a twenty four seven roasting session for the last mm-hmm. three years. Right. And I'm talking not like two a.m. Your phone's gonna go off, and you gotta That's explain crazy. to your wife why your phone's going off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of turned into a tradition now in year three where when we decide who from the tryout has made the team, Jules memes them is kind of his his rite of passage for all the incoming rookies. <laughs> and Herb just saw the, the picture. <laughs> so, Ronald, if you're listening, we apologize. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't do that. Jules did that. 
But they all, all the rookies got it, even even the two on either side of me. So oh yeah, yeah. Here you can show them Marvin's Marvin. and Nate's. So first of all, I'm a fly guy in that picture. First, I'm a first fly guy of all, what, what what was you thinking? What was this for? <laughs> what was that about? All right, so check this out. What was that picture? That picture, just so people on my Instagram know too, that's the picture where I was on top of the uh, basketball hoop. It was a photo shoot. I used to model a little bit every now and then. I was just doing what was asked. Don't ask me how I got up there. Don't ask me how I got up there. Just know I was up there safely and I came back down safely. Hey, low key, I thought that picture was lit though when I first took it. <laughs> but then after Jules memed it, then right. I was like, oh, maybe that wasn't as cool as I thought it was. <laughs> what was your picture like? God, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a profile wow. at first. And then Jules used to be. Like, long time ago. Yeah, yeah I changed it. As soon as Jules, as soon as, you know, it's, the, the funny thing about it is, as soon as, you know, we got added to the team, Joe threw out the disclaimer about, you know, hey, you know, Jules is going to meme y'all, blah, blah, blah. You know, just a little rookie, you know, a little rookie haze and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. Until my picture popped up. <laughs> Not only that, I realized I messed up when I added him on Facebook. And Joe was a little late with the disclaimer, so I had already added him. So at that point, he probably already made like four or five Ooh, memes. He gonna have me. oh, you know, I thank God he didn't really get to the worst picture, so I might That's block it. him right after this. <laughs> right after this radio show. <laughs> Hey, Nate, what the, what the battles be like in practice with this guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, with this guy. I, I, so he, he does a lot of this. He backs it up, but he does a lot of this. With, with, when, with me and him, we were on the same side of the ball at the time, so I didn't really have to worry too much about that. Okay. But there's definitely a couple other guys that uh, they will give me a run for my money, uh, one of them being uh, Beer Man. Brandon. Collins? Oh, Collins? No, 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 Morris, Morris. Oh, Morris. Well, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike. No, and I'm talking yeah, about. You talk about Paul Bunyan. That's Mike. That's Mike Morris. <laughs> Mike Morris. Uh, Twilly? Twilly. Uh, oh, yeah. Twilly. Twilly's a hand. Twilly's ridiculous. Twilly is one of the most athletic, strong, physical players that I've ever played against, mm-hmm. aside from Mike McGowan and Mike. So those. Are probably the three as far as defense goes, the ones that I've had the most trouble with. Twilly's number forty-eight. Those okay. tackle that's quick as a hiccup. Yeah, yeah. Quick as a hiccup. Joe, I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, who think of stuff like that? Joe, old as a whole. Joe showing his age. Quick as a hiccup. Quick as a hiccup. Like hold up, Joe. We got it. I don't think they. Like, no, I didn't. Like, wait a minute. Heard my grandfather say that once. My, my wife always says I say old ass sayings. I said I must got it from my dad or something. I don't know. Quick as a hiccup is one of them old ass sayings. Right. I, just don't, I, don't, I don't dispute that. <laughs> what keeps you going? Um, what keeps me going is uh, is these guys. Honestly, um, you know, the fact that I feel like I'm not done yet. You know, I just. You know, I don't even want to say this out loud. I just turned 38 last week. Um, but I feel like I don't have a ton of mileage, mm-hmm. you know, as much mileage as a normal 38-year-old because I did have like a four- or five-year hiatus right. after college before starting in, in playing the arena game. 
Uh, but, yeah, I mean, to, to try to help these guys get to the next level, I still love the game. And, right. you know, until either I cannot perform at the level that I feel I should perform at or until my wife pulls the plug on it, yeah. you know, I'll continue. I, I think in a perfect world, you know, I, I've got this year, I've got next year, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we'll see about beyond that. But, okay. Uh, yeah, knock on wood, my body holds up, and you know these big guys here keep me. Knock on wood, standing up, right? You ain't touching the ground. <laughs> touching that's the that plate is like a godly sense. Well, see, and that. that's <laughs> we don't and, allow that. And that's a conversation that I actually had with our line, like last week, was was the mentality of an offensive lineman that right. Jules personifies more because Jules and I have played together off and on since two thousand seven. Yeah. Jules takes it personal. Gotcha. If I get hit, if I get, gotcha. even if I let go of the ball, he right. doesn't want me to get hit. It's like a, a big brother, little brother thing. Even though I'm right. older than him, it's right. that you know, like from the blind side, that protective instinct. Type exactly. Of thing. And he'll be damned if he lets somebody do that. And that's kind of the mentality all our linemen have to have. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the peanut gallery. <laughs> Like a baby? That was a long time ago, man. Well, Marvin, you mentioned earlier you got um two teams right in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Being I'm I'm only I shoot for the top, so skins and the Ravens. Is the Mariners in the mix? As a potential way forward, or is it just straight Thundercats to the top? Oh, That's the, the brigade. The brigade. Well, I say the Mariners, the well, brigade. Yeah, you got to look at it from two different perspectives. We are in the back, like you said, we're in, we're in two people's we're in two people's backyard. We have the Baltimore Brigade, and that's a one. But we also, you already know what our field is at Wheaton Sports Complex. Mm-hmm. We are right in the backfield of the Washington Valley, same team that he tried out on. Them guys. As arena as A one goes in other arena leagues, there's normally a revolving door of players. Like right now, they everybody's like, "Oh, A one teams are set." No, they're not. After the draft, that's when the funnel down comes at comes on. The guys that ain't signed, they end up either going to CFL or they come to AF one. And then those guys that get cut, they tr- it's a uh, trickulation all the way down. Okay. But when you have a receiver that is tried out for you, and then next thing you know, you're hearing about Marvin. Marvin goes off for three touchdowns in the game. They're gonna come to find out what the heck did we miss about this guy? Let's go see it. They ain't going to be broadcasting about it. They're going to be slick, be slick about it showing up. But when they see what he can do, they're going to want to bring him back out there like that, that's the intangibles, things that you can't gauge at a at a combine or a trial. And he's got them. Good hands, great speed, good hips. Loose hips in his route running, so he when he breaks out of them routes, shakes the fenders. <laughs> So what was your question about to be? <laughs> no, I'm good. I mean, you just look like, yeah, we are right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, just the like I said, man, like and like you, like you kind of just noticed off your own. I'm, I'm just, I'm just humble, man. I'm grateful to be able to play, you know, the game of football. A lot of people don't have this opportunity um, to play any type of sports. So right. anytime that I can just lace up some cleats, man, I'm just, I'm just happy. And the fact that you know. I went to the Valor trial with an open mind, um, very, very humble, um, you know, just to, just to see what I can do. It was my first time, you know, trying out for anything pro, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had never been in a, in a situation like that, and, and I was just happy to be there. Regardless if I had made the team or not, you know, I was just happy to be there. The, to see a combine shirt on, on my on, on my skin, I'm like, yo, this is this is this is cool. This is big for right. me. You know, what I'm saying I've never done this before. Right. Um, and the fact that you know Ray came over to me and started talking to me more about the indoor game because he's been playing and, and introduced me to this team. When I had that trial, you know, for for this team for the Thundercats, my mindset was different. It, it, I was still humble, but at the same time, I'm like, whoever checking me gonna have a problem all day mm. because I want to be on this team. And I think that now that's gonna be my mindset, regardless if I'm still here, you know, playing with this team, or if I get the opportunity to go play AFL one. You know, my mindset is gonna be whoever's checking me right. is gonna have a problem because I need to make this team. Um, and like I said, I'm just I'm just thankful to be able to just have this jersey on my back, man, be able to represent. You know this team and represent. You know, you know my my teammates. Um, I plan on scoring a lot, mm-hmm. so like like everybody else said, man, like just look out for this number. It's, it's gonna be a problem this year. Most definitely. I have a question. I always ask a lot of people. Um, I'm gonna ask each of you guys if you could say one thing to to your younger self, probably about ten, fifteen years ago. What would you say? Jules gonna have go to, to practice. Put his lips in the ice tub after this. <laughs> no, oh. I should have took that other scholarship. Plain and simple. I just asked her to sort of listen. I would have said, "Do you better in school? Definitely taking that other scholarship." Mm. <laughs> we need to get back in that because I need to know what that mm. is. Yeah. <laughs> And, if you're uh, willing to. Yeah, and uh, don't stop training. Um, just Joe, twenty years self, twenty years ago, <laughs> twenty years, oh, years ago. Bang, <laughs> bang! I, I, I can't lie. Oh, and say, oh, I, 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 saw that, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. Should I just omit this question? Like, what, what should it have been? Like, don't carve in the stone tablet at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's my quarterback, y'all. That's, that's my quarterback. All right? That's my quarterback. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, I mean. I'm going to start acting like T.O. in here. Like, that's my quarterback. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, just, just like anybody else, it would have just been to work harder. You know, youth is wasted on the young. So, you know, I would have told myself to, to work harder. Yeah, I, I agree with Joe. That definitely would have been my message to myself two years ago. Definitely work harder, do more. Um, yeah, I definitely would have said the same thing. I deal with a lot of 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds, but they're right on the brink of finding who they are as far as as individuals, as young men. And they look for us, like they're kind of at the school where they get into, into good high schools and things like that. So when you guys say you should have took the other scholarship, I don't want to get into your business, but is it like did you try to reach for the big name or did you just try not take – when you say I should have took the other scholarship, can you elaborate on that a little bit? In order for, for me, it was more so thinking NFL, D1 or bust. Mm-hmm. But if I go back, I'd have took that D2 scholarship mm-hmm. and ran with it. Okay. Mine's more so would have been uh, getting caught up in – 
everything that the official visits give you mm. and not looking at, you know, what was going to be best for me. Uh, a lot of the, my number one reason for going to college was that I wanted to be in IT. Being told that you don't have time to do what it was that you wanted to go to school for, that didn't sit well with me. I mean, I wanted to play football, but I also want to have, you know, the education that I wanted to have. And nobody's going to dictate to me what it is that I'm going to do. Now, before we get out of here, though, we got we got to give the defense some love because you know, Sly Sly's the only rep here. He's kind of outnumbered as far as uh, offensive guys and defensive guys. But uh, I, I'll put it out there right now, and I'll put the pressure on our defense that I think they will set a record and have, and allow the least points in the league this year. I mean, it's it's that kind of group. You know, we've got, I think, seven of our eight starters back. And of those seven, they're each being pushed by mm -hmm. the guys behind them. Uh, we got a couple real nice additions, uh, rookies. Uh, Nick Farmer is one of them. Uh, you know, about, what, 5'10", 180. But that man's a pit bull, dude. He is He's annoying. He is Shout annoying. Out to the he 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 only knows one way to play, and it's a hundred percent all the time. He played at uh, Shepherd University, which okay. I think is D two. Um, but you know, really really fast, uh, really quick. Like I said, only knows one speed, and you know he's pushing guys like Sly, like Howard, like Donye in that defensive backfield. Um, you know, then you've got you know defensive linemen trying to push for for time. Uh, mm. You know, Ricardo Terry, who was. <clears throat> who was a reserve for us last year behind Mike Bowie, number 52, who retired. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's looking to step into that starting Mike role. Mike was always the team. Yeah, he's looking to start in, step into that starting role up front. Uh, you know, you got guys like Mike Morris that want to play defense. Uh, Ronald Stewart, another okay. rookie, wants to play defense. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, that defense is going to be it, – it's ridiculous going against them every day in practice. I think our defense is going to get problem this year. I, like, last year it was, it was okay. Yeah. All right. But I think this year, um, I just think because we gelling a little bit more. Um, like, last year I didn't play the first, what, six games. Mm. Um, then when I kind of came on and I started playing, I ain't come up. I went from, I played corner a little bit. And then Don Yee missed the game, so I went back to safety. But I just think that that gel just – because playing with Howard, the other corner, he he makes me more. I was already physical. Playing mm -hmm. with him, he just make me even oh, yeah. more physical because wow. of he play. Definitely. Like, wow. I, I see, yeah. I was always a physical player, but just playing with him and seeing him press all the time and hitting all the time, I, that just make me like, oh, no, I ain't giving up nothing. Mm -hmm. So, and then we got that. And then, like he said, Nick Farmer that came in, I just seeing him come down. I know he's going to be hitting stuff. So, I think our defense this year, I don't think we're going to be letting up nothing. I think, like Joe said, I think we're going to be putting up a lot of points this year. Wow. Defensively and offensively. I feel like I'm about to have a breakout year. I know how I feel like he about to. I just feel like everybody just, just. I feel like we owe up. That's just me. So mm. We're itching to hit somebody yeah. else. Yeah, because we've been hitting. And this, <laughs> and I, like I said, last year I didn't I didn't have the preseason and all that because I was trying to get my knee right, trying to find out what was going on with my knee. So, I didn't have the preseason to go through the weeks. But just all this time, this four or five weeks, it just hit me. I'm ready to hit my head. Wow. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, so. 
as you're just going to battle with you, you know, hitting each other at the throughout, because you can't really hit them how you want to. You, you know, you got you hit them, but you don't want you know hurt nobody. So right. That's what comes Saturday. Yeah, I was I was going to agree with Sly too about you know everybody feeling like they're gonna have a breakout season. Um, I think with everybody having that mindset coming in, you know, and we all are gelling together as a team, not even just offense. On you know, as I consider the light show and, and defense as the dark show, mm. but it, we all come together as one, and that's the that's what's going to be the most dangerous part about it. And like I said before, like I'm, you know, me and Nate and some of the other rookies, we're just now joining the team this year. But if you see us on the field, you would think we was we've been a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? And that was from day one. That wasn't even just oh, it took time. Nah, yeah, we've been clicking since day one since we got added. So mm. it's definitely going to be a great season. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less than a championship. Joe, what you think was the? Uh how should I put it? Marvin said he tried out for the other, the Valor. What do you think? What was um, our beauty scene that the Valor didn't? Um, a couple things. I mean, and it's not to take a shot at the Valor or the Brigade or any of these you know AFL one teams, but a lot of times when they hold these mass tryouts, they've already got ninety nine percent of their roster. Mm-hmm formulated and I told our guys ahead of time that I knew that we're going to that to just keep that in the back of their mind uh, it's not to say that it's impossible but the right. odds are certainly not in your favor um, with us you know we you know Ray came to our first team meeting and said hey you know I met this guy at the tryout I think it'd be a nice addition for us at receiver so I told Ray, okay, you know, just keep that in your back pocket and let him know when tryouts come out, and, and we'll take a look at him. Uh, I don't know what the Valor saw or didn't see, you know, but their loss is happily our gain, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, Ray went to that tryout as well, and Daniel went to that tryout, yep. and Howard went to that tryout. Yeah, we almost lost something. Joe almost lost I mean, we had, we had four or five, you know, of our best guys Jeez. go there, and none of them got a sniff. Now, does wow. that, to me – Make wow. me think that our guys can't play at that level? Absolutely not. Wow. It makes me think that they already had their squad, you know, picked right. out ahead of time. Right. Everything happens for a reason, man. Everything, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. Because, like I said, I didn't necessarily take it personal that I didn't that I didn't get a call back or nothing like that. Like I said, it, it was my first time, so I was just happy to just be in the building, to be able to be a part of a combine for a pro team. Um, ever since AFL started, that's something that's always caught my eye because I'm an offensive player. Right. So, you know, that that's always caught my attention. But as soon as Ray came and talked to me, as soon as I got the opportunity to, to try out for the Thundercats, hey, everything happened for a reason. So where I'm at now is where I'm meant to be at. So Bet. that's how I look at it. But Have anybody been following uh, the NFL draft? A little bit. Recognize a couple players. If I throw a couple names out there. Corners. We mentioned Sidney Jones earlier with the, the Achilles. You familiar? Yeah. Who would you consider is the best corner in this draft? Is 
what's the is it is the cornerback from is it a cornerback from OSU? Yeah. Uh, Lattimore. Lattimore. He got hurt though. You know, Lattimore's good. He good. I, yeah, I, he I, I would I would say Lattimore because I don't really watch it, but that's I say Lattimore. Receiver, Mike Williams is the hot name. Um. It's another I can't say the other person's name. Um but who's the top receiver in the draft? I'll let both of y'all take that. Uh top receiver. That's kinda tough. I ain't really I ain't really been watching the draft too much either. My to be honest, my face been in this playbook. <laughs> but uh Joe, let's get to hear. Uh let's get to hear Joe. I honestly man, I really like Ross, man. I I, I watched him like mm. I actually watched him during the season. And from what I remember, he was a part of. He was he was on the Heisman, one of the Heisman candidates at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, spe- speed kills. Period. His footwork is, is is nice. He's hard to check at the line, but then you don't want to check him at the line because you don't want to get burnt. But then you just might get burnt anyway because he's just that fast. Right. Um, he's definitely a playmaker. Um, similar, I, I would say he has similar qualities to. Um, to Odell Beckham, play wise, after he gets mm. the ball in his hand, yeah. um, I'm just really waiting to see on you know where he's gonna go. It's really interesting. Um, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be based off his physicality though. I think he, he's he's got the speed, he's got the hands, he he's a playmaker definitely. But everybody knows the speed changes when you go from college to NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That speed where you got linemen that can chase you down, linebackers that can chase you down, and then you got dudes that are ten times bigger than you and, and can run almost as fast as you, it's just going to be based off of his physicality. And I think can he still make the same type of plays he was making when he was in college. But I, I like Ross, man. I like Ross. I'll probably say uh, Mike Williams. But what's the guy from Western – we don't say his name. We don't say his name. Here's why we don't say his name. We every time we say a wide receiver, we want the Ravens to draft, and we say them they never draft. Them. So we have Took been for the last month. You can say it if you want. I mean, it's frowned upon. But right. We know what you're talking about. I like him. I, I think peace. I this his speed. And he go up and get the ball. You can't really ask that for too too many receivers. I think Mike Williams, he go up and get the ball. He just ain't really too fast. But mm-hmm. he's definitely going to get him. But when it comes to going to get the ball and got the speed, only, only thing they can say, I guess he haven't played against top tier talent. But other mm-hmm. than that, peace. Yeah, I, I probably need to go with that, Mike. What? I agree with. Second person he said, <laughs> you know, I refuse to say who it is, but I agree with that, with that guy. Well, y'all fool, man. Definitely appreciate y'all coming out, um, man. Real quick, on Saturday, um, go over the, the rules. The how, like what? One, what can they expect from the game? And two, go over the rules a little bit so people will know there's a different game <clears throat> from NFL when possibly AFL. Yeah, so Saturday, this Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m. kickoff at Wheaton Sports Pavilion down in Silver Spring. Uh, sounds further away than it is. Uh, yeah, it's probably about a 30, 40-minute ride down the road. Uh, $10 for adults, kids 12 and under free. So 
please come out. It's a good time. Uh, kids can come get autographs, take pictures after the game. Um, but as far as what's different on the field, um, the short version is it's 8-on-8 eight eight instead of 11-on-11. 11 11. The field is 50 yards goal line to goal line, 30 yards wide, so about half that of a NFL field. Um, and it's enclosed by a wall. There's no mm. out of bounds. And the wall is undefeated. So, mm. you know, it's it's fast. It's hard hitting. If you're standing right up against the wall, a player gets put into the wall, you're going to feel it. The player could get put over the wall, be knock, you know, knock your popcorn out of your hand. Um, mm. As far as rule stuff, um, you know, again, we keep talking about speed, but it's with good reason because we get, unlike the AFL, we get two players to get a running start, you know, towards the line of scrimmage. Um, so that makes it all the more fast offensively and all the more difficult to defend defensively. Um, you know, it's uh, time-wise, you know, four 15-minute quarters, nothing different there. Um, celebrations is definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As you all have seen firsthand. Uh, you know, that's one of the great things. You know, arena football is all about fun and making it a fan experience. So, you know, we have right there in our playbook to celebrate every score. This is our gift to the fans. Uh, and we mean that because we don't have the rules that they have in the NFL where you're going to get fined for doing a fake bow and arrow or shooting a football over a goal post or anything or the like cool that. Runnings. Yeah, I mean, we'll do the bobsled thing. We'll do the, you know, the duck uh, goose. Duck goose. Duck goose. We'll do, oh. You know, we got all kinds of other stuff that we've done. <laughs> <That's> so. <just laughs> awesome. yeah. He went. We might have to bring the choir back, though. I looked at all beaters when y'all did that. I'm like, y'all ain't going to do nothing? going <laughs> <laughs> to let them do that, that goose right now? I'm like, yo, I would have been fighting. <laughs> I know I would have gotten in a fight that day. You said that last time. Yeah, I know I would have gotten in a fight that day. But it no, was it's, funny. It, it, it's a great time. I mean, at the end of the day, football is football. You know, we're trying to go down the field and score. They're trying to stop us and vice versa when they have the ball. Um, you know, you'll see guys flying around in motion. You'll see guys getting knocked into the wall. Um at the end of the day, it's all about competing and providing a great experience for the fans. So, anybody that's available, Saturday, 5 o'clock, Wheaton Sports Pavilion. Uh, it's also my birthday, so I will be accepting any type of gifts. Popcorn. You know, whatever y'all want to bring. I'm not picky. You know, a card maybe. You know, a card. Marvin. Put a D. Put a D. Put a D. You got to put a D on behind it. Pause. Pause. I mean, I'll take a car too. Whatever you are willing to bring, I'm willing to accept. I thank you. Bet. Oh, hold on. Yo, we got you something, though, as a team. No, man. We didn't. But you know what it is already, though. I know. These nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. I would never. The end of this in this group chat, and the crazy thing is, I'm, I'm so glad everybody stopped watching my Instagram live, so nobody caught that on my Instagram. So I'm so glad. What do you think? Nobody's slides going live on Facebook, <laughs> and, and he doesn't realize this is a podcast too. So. Yeah, we can repost it. Oh, Keep man. it posted. Oh, redownload. Keep it going. Yeah, we can have them cut. Just in the scene only. <laughs> I'll make an Instagram just to post it on the screen. Wow. All right, so, yes, definitely. Saturday, March the 18th, Wheaton Sports Pavilion. Sideline Talk will be in the building, cheering on these Arbutus Thundercats to a victory and a championship this year. We play the uh, New Jersey Nightmare. 
Yeah. New Jersey Nightmare. They're a new team already. Trouble for the Nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare. Nightmare for them. Y'all drove all the way down to Baltimore. Catch that L. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And this is me. Yeah. You don't have a mic in front of you. I ain't worried about that mic. <laughs> I'm going to just be real about it. Point blank period. When we play New Jersey Nightmare, they don't even know what they're about to get into. But there's going to be some dudes getting tore up, and there's going to be some old linemen getting hurt. And I promise that one on my own accord. And this year, I'm not playing around. When I'm on that field, I'm just out there to hurt the person in front of me. You might as well get all your linemen. You might as well just... If you got three receivers, keep them three receivers with your wide, with your quarterback. Mm. Because we're going to be rotating through old linemen this year. We ain't playing around. Joe ain't getting touched. We coming for this championship, and we coming all for it. It's ours. Ain't nobody else's. And he mean that. He got do-rag on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got the do-rag on with the flap out. That's how you know he's serious. Right, with the flap That's out. Cali, though. <laughs> it's the Cali swag, baby. <laughs> no, no. We, don't do, we, don't, we ain't doing that in Cali. I'm from Cali. We're not doing that. Nah, we, we stopped doing that like it left 2006, in 2007, maybe. Damn, when they that long? On, like, jerseys. How old was you in 2007? Hey, I'm just saying. You know Drew Lowe's a whole. He got that do-rag on. 2007. Yeah, they was doing that. Had the flap out still with the big jerseys on and everything like that, putting the fitted caps on the top. Oh, no. Hey, graduating high school, man. Jesus Christ! I had a five-year-old before you. I was in my fifth grade. Yeah, I didn't know that. How old are you? Twenty-six. Yeah. Oh, see, hey, there you go. Yeah. Damn, definitely appreciate y'all coming out, man. It's yeah, always fun. Yeah, appreciate hey, hey Tay, how you feel about these color rush jerseys, baby? <laughs> I like y'all jerseys. Uh, I do. I, it was easy to go say Pittsburgh going out. Okay. Yeah, I, you know I'm really not a fan of black and yellow, but they that's, black and gold. I, I prefer I that one black right and there. It's, that, the, same, that hey, it's the same colors yeah. as the Baltimore flag, hey, man. We come out now all white, man. I'm just saying. Mm. Yo, he coming out the Jeezy, Love baby. Him me. and Howard, they coming out the Jeezy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> me and Howard, man. We all white jerseys. That's what, yeah. For home, it'll mm. be the blackouts. Away, we'll be all white. Mm. We, we might have to white out one time at home. Yeah, we got white. Look at Jules trying to live in the black. He's like, we're going all season. He's like, we're going all black. We can't really go with the black. It's really, come on now. We got to do the black. Why you got to do the black? We got to do the white. <laughs> they better. They no, better. Think about the black one. Black with the white. Black with the black. No, the black will be black. We're going to look like some junkies on our street. With the white with the black, I'm with that. Yes, definitely come on out support these fellas, man. It's some great football. Like I said, we've been, we were the voice of the sideline of Excuse me, of our beer Sunny Cats last year, um, we voice of the BIFL championship two years ago. So it was definitely fun. Team has grown a lot, and I'm excited to actually watch them play for the first time this season. So come on out. We're excited to have you guys. Thanks for Don't blink, man. Don't blink. Elby Webby. Bet. We gotta get this this bracket.
Well, let me just first I'll say, I just scrolled and saw um, the titty that Ezekiel Elliott pulled out. Oh, my God. Mid scroll. Like, it's just, look at it, his face. Is, bro. That, that picture was awesome, man. Yeah. She looks like she's happy. Hey, I mean, look somebody, at his face. Though. He's so determined. Uh, I, I, I think like, he's oh, happy. That's aftermarket shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just give it back. One more. Who gets a you big dummy? Yeah. What? D'Angelo Russell. Her nipple. San Francisco, Hold up, we giving nipples? I'm just, you big dummy? High nipple like, is the, the, the you big dummy award. Because you can suck know. the whole titty and be like, hey, it's uh, the uh, the whole, <laughs> He went so left. Wait. <laughs> Think about it, because you can suck the whole breast and the nipple in your whole mouth at the same time. So it's like, it is kind of younger than a whore. But when she get older and when she have a kid, it's going to like suck down like these three levels. <laughs> it's face. Is it your Elliot face right now with the titty out? He's like he admit rape for him. All right, bro. All right, so we got March Madness. Trouble. Yeah, man, coming up. Yeah. He's supposed to be six six with a forty eight inch vert. And that was his freshman year. Appreciate it, man. I'm trying. If I don't want to. All right, man. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Not yet. No. Not yet. All right. Appreciate it, man. Yo, I really need to scroll away from her. The snow already jumping off, then. Like, I've seen some flurries. As you can tell. Baltimore City. But I was here with you. jumping up in the mid-air because it's like it's perfect form. And in the video, they wasn't up that upright. So mm. you can tell she got the like the well, mediocre hold on, hold on, hold on. ABs. Yeah. So when she have a kid, right, it's gonna we, get like. Is we BCs. analyzing the nipple? I'm not analyzing, well, analyzing the nipple. Right. Can we get to the um? Let's get to the brackets. Bracket. Let's analyze this bracket right Ezekiel here. Elliot. I did the bracket so, with y'all. But like I said, D'Angelo Russell is definitely you, big dummy. I'm sorry. Yo, that was hilarious. I'm sorry. As soon as I seen the play, I was like, shacking the fool. As soon as I seen the play, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I was like, shit, in a whole fool. I was waiting for somebody it, to I knew it was going to happen. I was like, let's check the fool. Here we go. Here we go. How? It had. How? Because when it's not your day, it's not your day. How? But the problem I had was. not your day. When he got up, he looked back at. uh, what, What's his name? He ain't paying no mind. He was just like, he kept talking about, hey, what I was trying to say, you go over here. He was still directing, you know, right. the players. The players over, though. Like, you kick it out of bounds. Oh, well. You, you can tell it was like he ain't worrying about it. It's, it's dead, it's over with, whatever. That remind me of the kid at um Creighton. Who was it? Creighton and um I think it was Seton Hall, where Creighton inbounded the ball, they rolled it in, and he was sitting there waiting, trying to save the clock. And main man from Seton Hall came and stole it. I like this. Mm. It happens. Not in the pros, yeah. Not in the pros. Alright. NCAA bragging. Let's start in the East, man. Before we start, before we start, before we start, go Tar Heels. Oh my god. Alright, let's go. Let's start in the East. So Villanova. Alright, let's put them in the next round. Yeah, Villanova game. wins, unfortunately. I'm I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt. I let that hate go out still the heart, bro. No, because they keep playing the shot like it just happened yesterday. Like, bro, it's been a year. Like, we got to keep watching it. It's part of the history. It's a classic. No, it's it not a classic. classic. That's by far one of the 
It's not a classic. How many times we had some good Michael games, Jordan but just jump up in the stands? But you see how the, like the whack seats he had? He was like mid form with white people in the midsection and shit. Oh, so it was like the ceiling is the roof. You gotta understand that. Oh, the ceiling is the roof. So you still taking L's <laughs> for for North Carolina? Michael, no, it makes perfect no, no, sense. No, the ceiling is the roof. You know I'm what? Bro- Michael Jordan was telling <laughs> the truth. How far can North Carolina, North Carolina go to the roof? Mm. That's it. Sailing is the roof. Ooh, that's the it. <laughs> that's the it. This team can only go to the roof. He's being honest. He was being honest. Instead mm. of it, wasn't, it might be a cliche at that moment. He's being honest. Hey, the ceiling is the roof. Damn, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't know what they're claiming. Wait, I know damn well Mike ain't sliding. Is he throwing shade? Right. <laughs> Mike became a meme all over again. Yep. This crying mean person here. Right. Oh, that sucks. All right. All right. Wisconsin at Virginia Tech. Who y'all like? I got Wisconsin. V Tech. Wisconsin. I'm going Tech. All right. So Ooh, Virginia versus Wilmington oh, of easy. North Carolina. That's Virginia. Yeah, that's easy. Slide up that's, in ya. Yeah, U, oh. UVA going away. <laughs> Florida versus. Eastern Tech, somebody, University? East Tennessee. Eastern East Tennessee. Florida. Florida. That makes sense. Florida. Ooh, this is a good one. The play-in game, Providence. That's not a play-in game? That's not a play-in game. Yes, it's it is. Mm-hmm. Providence and USC. USC. Uh, mm. Providence. SMU. Then I got SMU winning. So. I don't have any of the... Uh, Playing teams advancing. They gonna play and then they gonna get in and then they gonna lose to whoever they playing. They gonna lose to the six or. That's interesting. Yeah, they gonna lose to the six. I think all of them playing the six. Um, I agree with y'all. All right, uh, Baylor, New Mexico. Baylor. I got New Mexico in the upset. The first upset of March Madness is New Mexico over Baylor. Am I lone wolfing? Yeah, you are. I don't know. About um, not that matchup. I don't like that matchup. You the lone wolf on that matchup. All right, cool. That's fine. South Carolina Marquette. I got South Carolina. Anybody taking the underdog? South Carolina. Marquette. I'm going to take South Carolina. All right. Duke versus Troy. Duke. Don't you ask me no stupid Troy loses this one. Yes. You ain't no crazy question like that. I know, right? Damn. Coach K. But what could happen though, right? right so, oh, so what we ain't gonna do? We gonna, we gonna go to the next one. <laughs> Nova versus Tech. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, we, well, let's uh, let's keep. Up. I apologize. Gonzaga, uh, South Dakota, the West bracket. Gonzaga. West. Ooh, Northwestern and Vanderbilt. Got Northwest one in the game. Vandy. Dang, you ain't got somebody switch my. Excuse me. I was gonna go Northwestern, but they was a little too confident. I ain't yeah. like that. I'm going Vandy. I mean, it's that first time in the tournament. I think they're gonna have some. Uh... So you going with the Cinderella story? Yeah. For a game. For one game. Yeah, for a game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Notre Dame and Princeton. That's Notre a really good one. Yeah, Notre Dame. That's gonna be a good one. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, yeah. 
I'll go with the Irish. I almost went left. Mm. I almost went left. West Virginia and Bucknell. Mr. Huggins can't lose this one, though. West Virginia? Yeah, he can't. Bob Huggins can't lose this one. I mean, but he almost lost his life on the court. Hey, man. He can't lose this game. See when he kneeled down, I was like, ooh, he about to top somebody off. What's happening? Stop. What? Oh, no. What? <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> what happened? You ain't seen it on ESPN. They play it like 13 yeah. times. Yeah, I'll be missing USPN a lot. Um, What we at next? Maryland and Xavier. Maryland wins this one. Maryland got this one. <laughs> Xavier. They've been on a downward spiral. Maryland? Yeah. Hmm. Maryland's so up and down. Yo, I really don't know. I say they this, really is, this, this is a tough matchup. Hmm. Dang, I, I'm a Maryland fan, so I got to ride with him for this one, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they ain't ACC no more, so I, I don't have a problem sharing for Maryland. Oh, I got them losing the next round to FSU. Um, yep. Florida Gulf Coast, second upset of the bracket. Mm. He going with Dunk City. Yep. No, I'm not. I'm going FSU. <laughs> <laughs> Reality said it. Florida Gulf right. Coast loses this one. St. Mary's at VCU. <laughs> VCU is the upset on this one. Even though, I mean, VCU. They're the lowest seed. Let's put it that way. That's part of the upset. Mm-hmm. I'll say St. Mary's. Okay. Arizona at North Dakota. Arizona. Arizona. All right, Kansas is in the next round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Miami, Michigan State. Miami. Michigan loses this one. Michigan State. Michigan State. Oh, that's Michigan State. Oh, yeah. Michigan State still loses that one, though. This one ain't going on in the first round. I don't know. I'm taking Miami. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They just physical. Interesting. Oh, oh. interesting. That's fine. Yeah. Saying they just they physical. I, just, I, I mean, I, I said Michigan State loses this one. So if Miami uh, if Miami attacks the basket, Miami wins. That's like one of the only ACC teams I would actually like watching. So I Iowa State yeah Nevada. Nevada. Upset. Iowa State. I'm taking Nevada. Mm. Uh, Purdue and Vermont. Purdue. Purdue. Yep. So I'm riding that way. Creighton, Rhode Island. Creighton. Creighton. Rhode Island. I don't like their initials like that. That initials look like a STD. What you look at? That just you know, y'all caught that URI. That just sounds Good point. painful. Good point. <laughs> See, mine's just say Rhode Island, so I'll right. <laughs> Oregon, Iona. Yeah. Oregon. <laughs> Ooh. Michigan Oregon. and OK State. Michigan. Michigan. Put Louisville right there. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't need to say that one. Mm-hmm. We, we know UNC gonna go there. Yeah. We know Kentucky gonna go there. So let's do that. 
<laughs> yeah, Kentucky beat North Carolina. Let's we'll skip the whole like, hey, middle of the bracket. Sometimes the South. They don't need to ask the question. Minnesota beats Mid Tennessee. What uh, about Arkansas and uh, I got Arkansas. seen. Arkansas. What you think, Tay? Seton Hall, Arkansas. I don't really know what Seton Hall got to offer, so I'm gonna go with Arkansas. I'm gonna take the backs. See, here's the thing. A lot of this bracket is like voting for the third, third. judge in the Essex. Hmm? <laughs> the third judge on the ballot from Essex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just know the name. All right, he got a good game. Let's, let's go. He's Democratic. Let's, let's That's vote this way. The judge is black. All right. Cincinnati and either Kansas State or Wake Forest. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Cincinnati only because they got uh, Baltimore playing on the team. But this matchup. Who's that? Justin Jennifer. Okay. Point guard. Um, but this matchup will be it's interesting. All right. Uh, UCLA and Kent State. Kent State. Uh, UCLA. No, he can't. Yeah, it's UCLA. But what if it happened, though? Ain't nobody can't. What if it happened, though? He can't. Wait, he better Steph Curry. What if it happened? He can't. All right. You know, you know that won't happen. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. Now, I know from here, since our break, this is so different. What's your final four matchup? My hmm. final four? Yeah. My final four is uh, Kansas. UCLA, Gonzaga, Ville. Florida, Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga. So you mean to tell me, John, you got three number one seeds going all the way to it. Mm-hmm. And then the number three seed in the toughest bracket. Yep. Villanova. Okay. Arizona. Kentucky. And... Kansas. When you look at that West Division, I don't really fear too many teams for Gonzaga. Mm-mm. So, the only bracket I'm going to really like, be interested in watching is uh, the South. So, looking at it, this, this yeah, tournament uh-huh. is wide open because even the top seeds, with the exception of a Gonzaga, has more than two losses. Have at least three losses. Hmm. You see three. You got three number ones in. Taiwan has the top two seeds pretty much in it throughout. What you said, Villanova, Arizona, Kansas, and Kentucky. Correct. So either one or two. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you have, Al? Florida, Kansas. All right, so what we ain't going to do is lie <laughs> to these people, Alan. What? Be realistic. Come on, what man. You mean? <laughs> Come on, Listen, man. What do. Come on with this, Florida. <laughs> That's it, man. I think Casey Hill's nice, too. But Come on, man. What do you mean? You know, good and well, ain't no Florida coming out of the East. Florida, Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas. Hey, how much money you got on that one? Everybody got Kansas just running through that. I got Kansas winning the whole thing. Skip to the end. On this bracket. On the North Carolina bracket. I don't I'll know. <laughs> On this North Carolina bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you guys did two brackets. Yo, one with your team winning. Hey, yeah. North Carolina so, right. <laughs> so what if it's a rematch? 
How much is your heart going to be beating in that game? North Carolina, Villanova. Yeah. Oh, if it's, bro, I don't, I don't know. Are you going to watch the whole game? I'm gonna have to. If it's a rematch, on paper, North Carolina should get him. I don't think it's going to be that close. I don't see North Carolina getting out of that South bracket. When did I have them? I had them losing, what, Elite Eight to UCLA. Damn. I agree with you about them getting out of that bracket. I don't see it either. But I had North Carolina and Duke in my North Carolina bracket. Both said Elite Eight. One more time, huh? One more time. And we, we win. They got two, we get two, but we get the most important one. Mm. That's interesting. All right. Reach. Roland, I, <laughs> I got to talk about this. Because, you know, Roland, Roland be commenting. Roland said, if a top two wide receiver don't fall to 16, we should do the Taewon's route. Of course. However, but you didn't Cam Robinson number sixteen. So however, this is what he said. However, <laughs> he said, now, "Listen, yo, stand the top two wide receivers do the route, which you, you know you're, you're typical." He says, "However, since the Claiborne signing appears to be inevitable, he sees value of drafting Cam Robinson in round one for the next <laughs> for the next four to five years." We'd have two players on the team, Lewis and Robinson. So he gave who would who you would feel comfortable as a backup at left tackle if Stanley missed a few games. Also, they both can play either guard or right tackle if needed. Is you finished or is you done, Roland? Because <laughs> <laughs> what we ain't fit to sit here and do is is to play drafting Cam Robinson at sixteen. I don't know what the hell we got in Roland or Al today. What is wrong with y'all? Did we not have this discussion last week? We address we are addressing corner. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm dealing with inevitable. When he signed, he signed. Then I'll say he signed. I seen that that thing. Oh yeah, he's probably going to take the Ravens offer. Okay, we'll see when he take the Raven offer. Mm-hmm. And first of all, either way, I we are looking at corner. I wasn't drafting. A, I wasn't drafting. I wasn't corner drafting at sixteen, at 16 anyway. Either. I wasn't drafted at 16, period. I, we already established this weekend that the corner we won ain't going to be that 16. So let's establish that. Hold up. What's wrong? We ain't going to say the name. He played at OSU. Okay. So not the good OSU corner. Why not um, Marlon? Not at 16? I mean, I'm just Mm-mm. first round period. It's, it's two and Marlon is, is falling. It's two corners. It's two corners I take at 16. But it's. Is if that person is available, is it doesn't matter. It's Only way taking a corner at sixteen is if two other players are not available. If both of those players are not available, and I have to draft at sixteen, I'm getting okay, the cor- I'm taking I'm the getting, corner. I'm getting the corner. But if both of those players ain't available, I ain't drafting at sixteen. Hurts. If both of those players aren't available, I'm thinking trade back. Okay. What us is thinking wow. is I'm drafting. That Bama guy right there, 16. All right, nah. so if both of y'all talking trade back, Al, you give me one team that moves up into our position, and then, Tay, you give me one team. Oh, uh, because uh, uh, you, you know what's good about that, John? He had a whole week to prepare. Because last week, they worked out well for That's why I said one team. It didn't work out well for <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it on my phone. Wait, Houston. Wait a second. 
Houston. They got rid of their quarterback finally. Okay. Then when we're looking for another quarterback, mm-hmm. we can move back to Houston. All right. And get what? A third. But who second. is Houston jumping in front of to get a quarterback? You got teams that don't need quarterback. Around sixteen. Who? After you probably need to jump a little further than that. What you gonna jump? In, well, you're jumping in front of the Redskins. Yeah. I understand what y'all are saying. Jump in front of the Redskins. Okay. Washington can move up and get a quarterback. Denver. Houston has to move up in front of Denver. Why would right Denver? Now? Why would Denver get a quarterback? Denver got too many quarterbacks right now. Corners. Quarter. That's young. Quarter, quarterback. Quarter. They got. They Paxton. drafted Paxton Lynch in the first round last year. Uh, he played. <laughs> he played towards the end of the year. Did he do good? They, no they not. They 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 understand what they got in Lynch. They going to develop him. They understand right. that. They ain't drafting no cornerback. I mean, no quarterback in the first round. If, who else? John Elway I mean, ain't. They drafting probably pass rush now. That way, they got to jump in front of Miami. Miami need a quarterback. I don't care what you say about Miami. Ain't drafting no Miami drafting no quarterback. Quarterback. Crazy. They drafting in front of Washington. Houston got to get in front of Washington. I mean, that's, that's what I said. Team. Washington. Yeah. If you're gonna get a team legitimately the the trade with, it would have to be Denver. Or Seattle, not because they need a quarterback, it's because they need an offensive lineman. So if you're scared for the Ravens to take them, you're going to move in front of the Ravens, or you're going to trade with the Ravens. Denver at nineteen, I mean twenty. I like how you think. Seattle do need they an offensive tackle. They they both they both need help in line. See, they wouldn't need this offensive tackle if they just addressed a free agency, like I mentioned. See, I think I think y'all jumping the gun. They traded them. They just got rid of them. I think y'all jumping the gun at sixteen with all this Cam Robinson talk. Agree because it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's one player is still going to one player is about to be signed. They doing everything in stages. Oh, okay, we got that. We'll go. We'll get Claiborne if he signs. And then they're going to address the offensive line. And we we're not going to mention his name either, right? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Smart. Point being, the writing on the wall is there. The blueprint is already there for Ozzy. Ain't nothing wrong with the blueprint is there. The the great thing about Ozzy is he'll change the blueprint. Yeah. He will change. Yeah. Who the hell thought he was gonna draft um, Ronnie Stanley last year? I did. He's off. But we did need left tackle. That's true. I right. did. And what do we need this yet? Another tackle. We don't. But that's not that's. We couldn't rely on Moreau smoking this, up all day. The Ravens are. We might mess around. He's going to be pissed off all. He's going to be pissed off the entire drive back. See, look, I, I don't know what's going on. Because we're going to get. I don't like where his, his goddamn mind is going right now. offensive lineman first round. What is wrong with you? We're going to get an offensive lineman second round that play guard center. I don't know. And then on the third round, that's when we're going to address corner and um, receiver. He didn't seen that titty Ezekiel pulled out. Now all of a sudden, he don't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> this dude cut my offensive lineman. Ever since he seen that nipple, that little ass nipple. Now all of a sudden, he's going crazy. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, our first two picks is going to be lineman. I don't Bro, see stop it. it. I can't. I don't see it. You got Cam Robertson, Dan Feeney, walking to Baltimore. Either, either the Ravens <laughs> are, either the Ravens are. Um, Trying to finagle the draft in their favor by putting the information out there, or they're just being totally honest. The narrative consistently is they want playmakers. And to quote Eric DaCosta, 
we want sexy playmakers that when the game is on the line, they can make a play, whether it's at receiver, whether it's at running back, whether it's at corner, whether it's at linebacker, whether it's at safety, whether it's pass rusher. They want playmakers. So, if them are not on the board at 16, I still expect them to draft some type of playmaker, even if they, even if they trade back. I think the corner, if Claiborne do sign, I still think they get a corner within the first two two picks. That's still get a corner. Claiborne is not I'm like fine with that. They still yeah. get I mean, a corner. I'm fine. They still with come that. out. I still think they'll come out of draft with two corners. I, the the great thing about this draft is somebody's gonna drop. Yeah. Somebody's gonna drop in the first round, and somebody's definitely gonna drop in the second round. That's for sure. Mm. After that, it gets a little hairy about who who you. Pause, yeah. Mm-hmm. About who you uh, <laughs> who you covet in these in these rounds. So, in a, when you think second round pick, you're thinking someone that should be able to step in in day one. Immediately, right? I but that it. hasn't been the case here in Baltimore the last for for a couple last of last year. Last year, who did we draft? Uh, um, KC. And then year before, Sorry, who was hurt. the second round pick? Give me a second. Um, the year before, it was. We only had who was the second round pick last year? The year before last. Year. Arthur Brown. I don't know. I keep mm-hmm. thinking about Arthur, Arthur Brown, Brown was. That was like thirteen. Yeah, that was yeah, the um, Super Bowl years, right? Arthur yeah. Brown, that was a bad one. That next was year after that, I don't mm-hmm. know who it was, but um, it got good. Hold on. Good in the second second round, twenty fifteen was Max Williams. Um, twenty fourteen was Timmy Jernigan. Okay. You stepped in. You stepped in and played. 2013 was... Arthur Brown. Arthur Brown. Art Brown. Who was in 12? In 12... Upshaw. I think that's the first... Our first pick was Courtney Upshaw. All right, so let's talk about that. For the last four years... Five years, one player has been drafted in the second round has and stepped had, in played. And we had... Uh, a s- Kelechi <laughs> in the second round as well. Both of them in did 13? In, th- yeah. in 12, 2012, right, yeah. we had we two second rounds. We traded back okay, out of so the first Cam round. So we had Courtney okay. Upshaw and Kalechi. So out of six second round picks in the last five years, two have stepped in and played? And only one is on the team. Upshaw didn't really step in and play. Upshaw was a was situational a... player. He wasn't a starter. He was behind who? Post. He, he was behind, behind Suggs and Dumerville. Angelo Tyson. You gotta think that was a Super Bowl year. Cody Upshaw got a ring. Right. Okay. Was that the end? Was he playing behind the So he was behind. They drafted a dude that played behind the end. No, no. I, I think he might. Have, no, 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 no. He was behind Kruger. He was behind Kruger because they used yeah. right. to say, "Wait a minute." Yeah. So you got and he Kruger. He beat out D'Angelo Tyson coming in here. Um, Suggs missed what the first six weeks to the Houston game. So who was on the other outside linebacker spot? It wasn't Jared Johnson. That's a good question. I mean, he was. I'm really curious to know that now, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh my god! Let me leave somebody my bed or something. Oh, first of all, huh? you're supposed to be doing what? Oh, hey, hey. Oh, hey. 
He really yeah. did. They be all right. <laughs> but anyway, let's finish. Who who was it? Who was it? You know who the, the starting guy was, or was it Siege? He had to he had to start out there. What else was hurt? He did. Because the only outside linebackers we had on the roster was Adrian start. Hamilton, Kruger, Suggs, and Upshaw. He started. So he, he had to start. Who was the weak side guy? Kruger was Kruger played for Suggs spot. No. I'm pretty sure no, Kruger no, no, played sorry. Suggs spot. I'm sorry, it was interchangeable. Because. Who was the weak Kruger side back on that, on that, on that Kruger, Kruger was the weak side because he dropped in coverage. I mean, I know Kruger. Um, really Upshaw good. dropped in coverage. And it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only outside linebackers we had on the roster. But Hamilton, I'm serious. I'm Kruger, this serious. Subs and, right. and Upshaw. Like he dropped so Upshaw had to stuff. Yeah, he dropped in coverage. And that's so what we two knew. out of six is not good when you think about it. No. So that's three, right? Three, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, ain't, I still didn't count them after that. Um, after, uh, <laughs> after y'all did all 50%. I still didn't count As far as immediate starters, so. It's like they, they get, they get they right tried. in the first round, mess up in the second round, and then. Later rounds, it's pretty good. Marius Williams did start. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He had the four injuries. No, he didn't. Max Williams pick is real. I remember him playing a lot last year. Huh? I remember him playing not Max, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. The eight and eight yeah, season. Max played the, the whole year. Four and whatever. He played. Season. He didn't start. Yes, he did. Crockett, non-catching, non-hot rock reading that. They went double tight. <laughs> yo, can you let that one play go, yo? The Tony Jefferson highlight the Ravens did? It was Crockett. It was Crockett. Did you right. see Crockett on that? Yeah. I seen it again. I said, Crockett, you mother. <laughs> I, yo, I was so mad at Crockett all over again, bro. Man, let's get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Let's get out of here. Thanks, Crockett. Man, listen. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with more fun. Um, Another interview, and follow us on social all social media platforms at the sideline talk. Um, come on, rock with us on Saturday. Wheaton Sports Pavilion. Um, as the Thundercats take on New Jersey Nightmare. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. Black. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details.